Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 94 of Thirst and Goal. And congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers for winning their 17th championship. Is that all? 17, Ben. We finally, finally matched the Celtics. Tying 17. Bill Russell <laughs> and the Boston Celtics on their 17 championship since what? Since the 60s, I think. Uh, Give or take. Uh, yeah. I mean, for well, the Celtics? they won a whole bunch back then. Yeah. When there was like three teams in the in the league. Well, then. congratulations to you. I am a, obviously a not so closeted Lakers fan myself, you know, growing up a Knicks fan my entire life with the lone, lone year where I had any hope at all being 19, the 1990, I think it's 97, 98 or 1998, 99 strike shortened season where we had a chance we were in the finals losing to the Spurs mm-hmm. and big David Robinson that year had some decent years with uh you know with Starks and Ewing and company but that was a long time ago yeah, Ben. that was that a long, was time, a long ago. time ago I mean New York that was back during the old NBC yeah, New York fans have been suffering for long periods yeah. of time but congratulations to you and to Laker Nation, a um, big celebration for you know for a change in the streets of Los Angeles, a happy celebration well, uh, last week. Was it happy? Uh, was some destruction on the always, streets. Though, yeah. Always, though. Always. I mean, I remember when I first moved out here in 2000. I think it was the 2001 championship. Watching it from my uncle's house near was it, was downtown. It 2000 or 2001? It might have been the 2000 championship. Oh, okay. Yeah. And watching, you know, police cars burning on my television set coming from that's how you celebrate coming right? from upstate New York. I thought, is this what they, you know, I, I don't want to see what they will do if they are unhappy, if they are lighting up police cars. And then uh, my uncle actually got got us tickets to the 2002 finals that we were 2001 finals. Mm-hmm. And for s- someone had actually purchased the police car that they burned the year before. And we were driving around Staples Center in the deciding game when we were walking out of the games, driving around with the police car that they had burned the year before. <laughs> so, you know, I guess they were sticking to it. But congratulations, Franny. No, it, it does. I mean, it feels good. I mean, you know, to get to that 17th championship, it's just not the same feeling I had in 2010. I mean, um, you know, it was it was almost like a rec league, um, you know, due to COVID, you know, things just weren't the same. They weren't able to, you know, play in an actual stadium full of fans. That kind of sucked. But, uh, you know, it, it's, um, you know, it was nice to see them lift the trophy once again. So now they have 17 shiny trophies there at Staples. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, congratulations to Adam Silver. I mean, they got through it. I mean, they went, I mean, they, with a, a hiccup here or there, but not COVID related, you know, they were able to get right through the end of that season and right through the playoffs without any problems at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't particularly exciting to yeah. watch because I mean, you're used the to the fans. There, without the fans, it just it's it's not the same experience. You know, I mean, obviously there's basketball on the field. I mean, but it's even nice when we're watching football and there are some fans in the stadium, some actual cheering, not just you know cheering that's piped in through the speakers. Uh, you know, it's it's just a different sort of atmosphere, and it's fun to watch the fans get excited. Yeah, and the lighting wasn't the greatest, I noticed. I mean, yeah, uh, for the, the television not, audience. It was not that great. I was like, it this just, is a little dark yeah. for the television viewing audience. Like, no, why it, can't they it, pump it the really, light? It really felt like 
it was a rec league. I mean, it seemed like they were playing in a, a gym at a park. I mean, that's exactly what it felt like. And and I think for the NBA, they probably should have done a little bit better. You know, just get a you know an entire arena. You know, they had those TVs yeah. all around with like the fans in their chairs on Zoom or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, and it just it's not. It just wasn't the same. I'd rather see an empty stadium than you know those screens with those fans and they're just kind of jumping up and down like on a screen. It's it's not the same. Yeah, it's not for the sure. same. I mean, I know, I know LeBron James does have some children of his own. It was nice to see in his post-game uh, yeah. comments with, with Anthony Davis. I didn't know he was going to adopt him as his child. <laughs> uh, that was a little over the top with the relationship uh, maturation between those two. I mean, it was yeah. really... Yeah, it was nice to see uh, also, But it was know, really... Uh, Rajon Rondo and his... Those guys got close. His kids as well. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, that's something that the kids will never forget. And it's, you know, it's great to get to you know, number 17. I just and wish I it was... I hated that guy, man. Under, I, I hated so did I. that I guy. I hated him so much. But, uh, you know, he came up big in the playoffs. Um, you know, he played with a lot of heart and a lot of grit, uh, which is what you would expect from Rondo. Um, but it's just, it wasn't the same elation that I had in 2010 oh, for sure. when they won. And, oh, and, for sure. And, uh, you know, I mean, just going to the playoffs, I mean, they made it look simple. I mean, it was, it was, it was, uh, you know, they lost how many games, maybe four games total, three, ga- five games. I don't even know, but, uh, you know, it was, it was fairly easy for them once they made it to the final. I mean, everybody expected them to beat Miami. Miami was a little shorthanded as well. Um, but you know, it's, it's great that they did win. Congratulations to them. I mean, this is an NFL podcast, of course, but I just want to make a shout oh, out for sure, to for sure. the Los Angeles Lakers yeah. for winning number 17. Yeah. Congratulations still- to them. I mean, it just much like the Yankees, they just keep doing, I mean, R- Rondo, I remember watching Johnny Damon, you know, from the Boston Red Sox come out there to play center field. It's like, this is not, just something's not right about this uh, no. after he beat us in the World Series. But congratulations to the Lakers. They just keep putting these kinds of teams on the court to win championships. Yeah, You had the the Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. And I, when I first moved out here, I thought that was going to go at least another three or four years of maybe two two championships more at least. Oh, yeah. If, yeah. Didn't happen, if, unfortunately. If mm-hmm. uh, then you had the Pau Gasol, Kobe championships and now you have the LeBron James championships with AD. I mean, it's really amazing to watch LeBron James at his age in the oh, league yeah. 17 yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, talk about people staying in shape. Talk about Lance Armstrong or cyclists. I mean, this guy a beast. is in as good a shape as any athlete yeah. out there. Uh, and he looks like he, you know, could go another, you know, 10 years. I don't think he will, but he could. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Four, was it three? Is three? Three different champion or four championships with or four three teams three teams four championships yeah yeah you know two with Miami one with Cleveland one now with LA and maybe one more next year yeah let's hope so <laughs> let's hope so but yeah I mean I am definitely a not so closeted Laker fan uh, and I hereby provide any Nick fan out there in in the listening audience and we appreciate all of our listeners at least you have the thirst and goal stamp of approval if you would uh, like to jettison your New York Knicks for any other team in the league other than the Clippers feel free and that felt good feel free because I've given seeing up I Clippers gave up on the Knicks in 2000 fail. when I moved out here seeing the, the the Clippers fail miserably in the playoffs you know to be up 3-1 and to lose that series that felt so good yeah the Falcons and the Clippers yeah. and the Knicks <laughs> feel free if you are a fan of any of these teams to find another team to root for because it's just hopeless. It mm-hmm. is it is hopeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Friday, how was your week this week? It was good, man. I mean, it's uh, it flew by. You know, what about you? I was off this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to say it was a great, you know, I, I got in touch with my inner Phil Jackson, <laughs> did some meditation and found all the problems that were in the world and fixed them. 
Uh, it was just, it was fairly uneventful. I mean, we had, you know, some is- personal issues that we had to deal with that were less than ideal, uh, but it wasn't as relaxing and, you know, brain clearing as I had hoped. I mean, it, it, there is something to be said for leaving your home. Mm-hmm, it, it was essentially, mm-hmm. I did the exact same thing I would have done on any other day, Ex- only I didn't have a computer in front of me working. So it was, it, staycation. It was yeah, it was, a, it, so staycations, <laughs> I could say without any doubt are overrated yeah uh get out of your house it's it, it's just uh not that i don't appreciate it uh but it's it's just not the same when you have the same neighbors the same chores the same conversations with your spouse the same things to do around the house uh but i do appreciate it so it was at least uh somewhat mind clearing and let the anxiety begin of what's waiting for me on monday that'll start <laughs> tomorrow uh, one thousand emails yeah, for you ben at least <laughs> And what are you drinking over there, Brian? Uh, tonight, Ben, I have a little bit of Sazerac rye, which is good on its own. But I have a little bit of Sazerac with a little bit of Coke and a little bit of the Canada. Can- <laughs> I was going to say Canadian dry. Canada? Canada. The Canada uh, dry? The Canada. <laughs> the Canada. Like they the said in can- the news, too. Belarus? What's, <laughs> what's this Belarus I'm hearing about so much? Yeah, so Canada dry club soda. So it's it's a name brand. Club soda, man. Yeah, yeah, club yeah. soda, Coke, and the delicious, very delicious Sazerac rye. Yeah, that Sazerac is actually good stuff. It is. And I am continuing to drink. This is the second bottle in a row of the Citadel gin from southern France. It's a melange of botanicals and juniper. It's a great gin from southern France. Second bottle in a row. I'm uh, going to go to the winter gin next week, probably, as we sort of get into the cooler months of the year. Uh, is it really? It was about, we hope. Uh, it was almost 100 degrees yeah. today. So I know. <laughs> I, I, I actually was uh, telling Sonia that. I was like, it's going to be a little bit cooler this week. She's like, no, it's not. Yeah, well, like, it's, I'm like, well, what's it supposed to be? She's like, well, it's supposed to be 90. I'm like, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, you know, it was 104 yesterday. I think next Saturday yeah. it, might, it might drop to 80. Yeah, so. I'll take I'll take anything less than triple digits <laughs> at this point. I can live with that. Uh, Friday, and what are we going to talk about this week? Tonight, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news. We also have a shout-out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We also have our NFL Week 4 recap and Week 5 picks. We have our tag oh, it's, team. Well, I'm wrong. It's Week 5 and Week 6, right? Week 5 and Week 6. Uh, oh, that's right. That's my mistake. Update, my mistake. Update that, Ben. <laughs> my mistake. <laughs> and we also have our tag team news, our thirst and goal news, Ben's Steelers, my sorry-ass Eagles, oh, and Sonia's also undefeated, like the Steelers, Seahawks. Yes. Whenever she makes a, an appearance on the show once again, I'm yeah. sure she will be excited to talk about her undefeated Seahawks. Actually, you know, even when they're undefeated, she's still extremely worried about them. Well, I mean, there's winning three games in a row on the last play or the but last that's series how it of the al- game. That's how it always is. That's a little is. bit anxiety-inducing. That is how it's how it always is with yeah, the Seahawks. That's true. So, I mean, you can't win a game normally with the Seahawks. It always has but to come down. But last week was particularly well, I was exciting. You, when I was texting guys, I'm like, nah, this is, it's scripted. This is how it's going to end. They're going to win this game. Don't even worry about it, you know. Yeah, it, even, right even when Russell Wilson is essentially just lobbing the ball up into the air, hoping that someone will catch it yep. at the end of that game, they still, even though he didn't play particularly well at the end of that game, they st- Metcalf's like, oh, you can throw a 10 yard yeah. short. I'll just come back and get it. Yeah. DK Metcalf is a baller. I don't yeah. know what the fuck the Eagles were looking at. I think they got uh, Arcega Whiteside. Did they, that re- did year. they really take the, Arcega Whiteside over, in, over I, I Metcalf? Believe, I believe it was. And, his, his, uh, body fat, his body fat ratio was just. I, w- too I, would, I, w- I, know, I would just be like, look at, this, look at this guy with his shirtless pic that he's been posting all over social media. Let's get this guy. It's not enough body fat for yeah. the Eagles. Yeah, no. They like short little guys. Yeah, they like short <laughs> they guys like that short, can't catch the ball. Exactly. You know, although what's his name? Um, uh, uh, for the for the Raiders now, 
Um, oh my god. Uh yeah, I know who you're talking about. He came back. Uh, not Rudd. Uh, I think it's an R name. He came back oh and played god. this past week like, against against the Chiefs and 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 caught at least one touchdown. In yeah, the game. yeah. Can't remember his name now. I hate him so much. But anyways, but I have a highlight from that game, so oh, okay. we'll get his name there. Okay, I'm sure I'll think about it by then. Yeah. Uh, and we also have our shot of the week, Ben. Which Ben, it's it's for you once again. I, I once know, again, I know how much you love the tahini. I know how much you like spicy shots, and so we have a. Uh, well, Sonia said it's a Mexican screwdriver. Okay, and it's it's uh, we've dubbed it the spicy prick. It's a little bit of cactus cooler and some tequila. There's some tahini on the rim, Ben, and there's a little bit of Cholula in there. Ooh, so you like that? That sounds spice. really good. Sounds like a good that one. That sounds really good. We also have our beer of the week, which is from Deutschland. It is from Germany. It is the Konig Pilsner, I believe. Yep. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And I wasn't sure if we had this on the podcast. I don't think we have. It looks like a I very I familiar find it in the notes. can. I couldn't find it myself either. It just looks really familiar for some reason. But we'll try it on the show tonight. Can't wait for that. And we also have our brown, our beverage of the week, which is a rye. Finally. Another, we haven't had a rye on the show in a while, Ben. So I'm excited to try that as well. And we have our thirst and wait, goal. Which, which is the rye? It's the... It is. The whipsaw. Oh, the whipsaw. The whipsaw. And we also have our betting corner. Ben's. Betting corner. It's Our not, betting corner. It's your betting corner. <laughs> I have my parlay. I'll see, you know, if whether it's five or six, I sort of come up with it as we're going through the games. And I usually bet on it. <laughs> Sometimes I forget. And then we have our housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, Friday. What's first up on the big board? First up on the big on the big board. NFL news. All right. <laughs> you looked at me like, did he forget? No, never. Thursday Gold Podcast, a show about football, friends, fun. Whiskey and beer reviews. First up in the NFL news, Le'Veon Bell. Ben, should I get a shot oh, ready? Oh, what I should get a, a shot ready drama for you. What a saga from all of the trash talking and garbage talking in the holdout year leading up to the 2018 season. Le'Veon Bell made Steeler fans miserable with all his shit talking, with his house getting robbed, with two naked women leaving, you know, leaving behind to that. go to the gym. And all the smack talking. Didn't get like a, some sort of Bell. like a, a jewelry stolen from him or something? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah a whole yeah, bunch right, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Jewelry, yeah. clothes, I think. Uh, I still I have the audio of the, the 911 call somewhere. Uh, you know, and he was really, really, you know, in, in all fairness, he was a douchebag leading up. So I'll take a shot for that. Leading up to the 2018 season. But since then, since then, I think it's fair to point out that Le'Veon Bell, you know, has been nothing but respectful to the Steelers and to his former teammates. And yeah, once he got what he wanted, once he got, once he got $13 million a year yeah. you know what? from the Jets with $27 million guaranteed. All right. uh, but he has been, you know, for all, you know, by all accounts, a pretty stand up guy since then, but he was a complete douchebag costing us, I think it was $15 million off the cap in the 2018 season. Uh, but he has been cut, released, by the New York Jets. Well, they're releasing everybody. Yeah, they're releasing. Yeah, Jamal Adams. <laughs> if they have a good player, traded, gone. But he didn't get any. They didn't get any trade takers last year. Although the Steelers were interested, couldn't get enough in in return. But this year, having not traded them last year, this year they get nothing in return yep. except for I believe a six million dollar, uh, six million dollars on the cap. I think the cap hits about somewhere between six and ten million. But he goes off. He allegedly. Narrowed his choices down to the Dolphins, the Bills, the Bears, and the Chiefs. Uh, although I don't know, there's a lot of speculation on the Bears. I'm just throwing him in there because I think he was looking at the Bears. 
He ends up signing with the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. for $1 million and change with a little bit of incentives in there. Uh, million dollar plus incentives for performance and playoff appearance. But wow, how the mighty Jets have completely, you know, from championship. I say, I well, they're no, not mighty, what, but they had championship. They were never mighty. But they had a good run with Jets. You know, they were getting to the playoffs. They were competing. You know, they were somewhat competitive for a number of years. I mean, they went to a couple of AFC championship games there. And they are a complete dumpster fire under Adam Gase. Franny would say, man, I mean, the Chiefs. I'll take that shot. Let's do that shot. shot. Let's do that shot per hour drinking game agreement, Ben. If you say anything negative about a team in your division or any ex-players or current players on your team, you've said a lot of negative things about Antonio Brown, and now you're saying some negative things about Le'Veon Bell as well, which you didn't in the past, but you did today. Uh, You take a shot. If I say anything negative about any team in the NFC East or something overly positive, which I might say a little bit later about Dak Prescott. <laughs> or if Sonia says anything negative about any team in her division, which is the NFC West, then she takes a shot. But Ben, you, you called Le'Veon Bell a douchebag. And so for that, you take a shot of this bird dog strawberry flavored whiskey. This is a punishment shot. This is not the greatest whiskey no. out there. But I think I have that audio. 911, what's the address of the emergency? Hollywood, Florida. Oh, okay. Tell me exactly what happened. Um, well, I had two girls in my house, and I went to, I got up, I uh, did my normal routine to go work out. So I left the workout for a couple hours. When I came back, they took my money, they took my, <laughs> wallet, my jewelry, uh, a couple more what do you uh, things of value <clears throat> out of my house. And I don't know where they're at. I tried to call them. Before I called you guys, I, God, I love this guy. Uh, and they're not answering me and they're ignoring me. When did this happen? <laughs> this happened today. Okay, what all did you say was taken? I know you said money. So, money, my jewelry, and other things of value, so like clothes. Shoes. All right, we don't need to bore, but he goes on to say that. When he left, uh, he was naked as well as the people in his house were also hey, naked I mean, when he left the house. If if I have to make an uh, you know a nine one one call, I, I hope it, it's something like that. But that was it, the best know. part of the call. He's like, well, what were they? What were they wearing? Uh, nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other woman wearing? Uh, also, nothing. <laughs> also nothing. nothing. <laughs> All right. All right. Cheers, Play man. Mm. All right. But what say you about uh, Le'Veon Bell? That's pretty good and pretty terrible at the same time. Yeah, the rich just got richer in the a NFL. Million dollars, a no, but million Kansas dollars. City. A, a guy to Kansas was going to make thirteen. Well, he, he, of all the teams to go to, he goes to like the best team in the NFL. Yeah. You know, I mean, and and he's like the perfect running back. All the guaranteed money's already been paid for Andy Reid. Andy Reid loves throwing the football. Andy Reid likes screen passes. Adam Gase does not like throwing the ball <laughs> no. to people he doesn't like. Apparently. I guess, I guess, but I mean. I think this will be, I mean, this is an amazing move for the Kansas City Chiefs. They got so much scary with all the weapons that they already have, and then they add Le'Veon Bell on top of that. That's crazy. That's not fair. Yeah, I mean, people forget how good a pass blocker he was in Pittsburgh. People forget how good a pass catcher, both down the field as well as on screen passes in Pittsburgh. People forget he caught a bomb from Ben Roethlisberger in the game we lost against Jacksonville when we were trying to come back in that game almost got us back into that game against Jacksonville back in 2017, an over-the-shoulder catch in the end zone. But Gase didn't use him correctly, refused to use him correctly, mm-hmm. didn't well, want him there. he refuses to use anybody correctly. You know, didn't want him there from the very beginning, bad-mouthed him from the very beginning. 
And, you know, you know, Woody Johnson, I just don't think they have any idea what they're doing. The old general manager whose name's escape his name is escaping me before they hired Joe Douglas, you know, but went out, got this deal done. Woody Johnson wanted the deal done, hires a coach who didn't want the deal done, uh, and just constantly trying to jam square pegs in a round hole. Mm. But how you don't use Le'Veon Bell correctly. I know he I know he was like twelfth in the league last year or eleventh in the league in rushing yards. But still, I mean, it just didn't use him the right way. Why wouldn't you go out there and use the players that you have on the field? Let let Robbie Anderson go, who's now balling out mm-hmm. down in, I think he's in, I want to say I Carolina. Think, I think so, yeah. But he is balling out down in Carolina, couldn't get a contract from the Jets. Instead, they they roll out this garbage squad, let Jamal Adams, trade Jamal Adams. At least they got some picks back for him. But nobody wants to be there. Uh, it's just, it's if you're a Jets fan, it's just pathetic. I mm-hmm. mean, Adam Gase mm-hmm. doesn't have any idea what he's doing, I mean, the front how office, to coach up a team. Woody Johnson is too involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, f- I almost feel bad for Joe Douglas. I mean, leaving a good situation in Philadelphia where he could have been essentially the heir apparent to Howie Roseman should Howie Roseman ever decide to step aside. And he goes to this dumpster fire just to, to be a GM. You'd have to push Harry Roseman out of there. <laughs> He's not going to move on on his own. Uh, no, eventually. I mean, he'll want to. I assume he'll want to spend more time with his family at some uh, point. Like they he's all a say. young guy. He's a young guy. I mean, um, but no, Nelson Aguilar. That's who I was thinking of. That's who I was thinking of. That's with with Oakland right now. <laughs> that's oh, yeah, way yeah, off yeah. topic. But Nelson Aguilar. Um, but it just blows my mind. A million dollars. A million dollars for a guy bucks. that that teams were considering paying fifteen million dollars yep. two years ago. And that's what he wanted. He wanted it. And it just—I mean, Andy Reid's going to use him as a pass blocker. He's going to use him in the passing well, he's game. He's going to utilize him correctly. I mean, you know, he—I mean, he, Damian he knows, Williams opted out. Now he's got Le'Veon Bell. He knows his—you know—the way he runs the ball. I mean, you know, I—I I, I love watching Le'Veon Bell's running style with his patience, waiting for the blocks to develop, and that's something Andy Reid will do. I'm sure there would be a lot of screen passes, a lot of misdirection, and uh, you know, with him and Tyree Kill, whatever they can do, and, and they'll they'll figure something out there, and 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 they'll make it work. Unlike Adam Gase. Yeah, I mean, if I were Trevor Lawrence, I would be petitioning the NFL Players Association and the NFL right now for some kind of rule change, whether it be a fifth year, for, you know, whether you'd be able to play a fifth year in college football or something, because this team is going to go 0-16 or 1-15, and poor Trevor Lawrence is going to end up a New York Jet with the same coaching staff, potentially, the same ownership under Woody Johnson. It is a nightmare. They never once, never once in the two years that Le'Veon Bell has been there, did they scheme up plays for him, specifically mm-hmm. for his skill set. And Andy Reid is going to do that, and he's going to do that right away. Oh, yeah. Edwards Hilaire has been struggling a little bit at the goal line for Kansas City. Now they've got a you know Le'Veon Bell who's bigger and stronger than he was when he was in Pittsburgh. They can use him at the goal line. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he was a free agent, essentially. You know, so he wasn't going to come back to Pittsburgh. I don't think Pittsburgh had any interest this year. They did have interest last year, but it just it just blows my mind. I mm-hmm. mean, how the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> end up with you know a, a, a potential MVP candidate just a few years ago? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So we'll see what he has left. I tend to think that he's the same player he was, and it's just a function well, of the Jets. He's had uh, you know quite a bit of rest too. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't have a lot of mileage with the Jets, so you know. I'm sure he'll be just fine. Andy Reid will utilize him the way he needs to be. Just blows me away. All right, Franny, you ready to move on? Yes, I am, Ben. As a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, I was kind of secretly hoping that they might make a move. Hey, Antonio Brown's still out there. Yeah, that's true. No word on him. Thank goodness. Uh, next up, Dan Quinn. Oh, uh, yeah. The great 
and Mighty Dan Quinn. The firings yeah. of Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov came down once once to one constant from 2017 to 2020. Disappointment. Falcons owner Arthur Blank was blunt with reporters on Monday following his decision to terminate the employment of both his GM and head coach. It's called a lack of winning, Blank said. So the problems that we have to solve are all the problems ahead that keep us from winning. Atlanta's now fourth season following its memorable red-hot run to the Super Bowl that saw the Falcons take a 28-3 to lead. 25 points in the third quarter before melting down in a historic fashion, losing in overtime to the New England Patriots. The franchise simply hasn't recovered from that loss. Blank said this is not just a response to 0-5. It's a response to really almost three and a half years. Blank said post-Super Bowl, we're playing less than 500 balls. So when you look at that many games over a long period of time and you adjust for injuries, which every team has, we just haven't performed at a level we're capable of. What say you about the one firing that I, I mean, I think he had to go, but the one firing that I do have a little bit of reluctance in in being too excited about because I think Dan Quinn is a quality coach, but just what do you think, Franny? Uh, I don't know why they waited so long. <laughs> you know, seriously, I mean, we talked about this on the podcast multiple times where they should have got rid of this guy. It's not losing, it's how he lost. I mean, it was complete meltdowns. I mean, in the Super Bowl, I mean, this year, I mean, a, a few games where they were up, you know, huge against the Cowboys and against... Who else it was, like was three that? Three games in a against, row against the Bears as well. I mean, it's it's just it was and, that, and the Bears they didn't even play well in that I, game I, and they had their back. I mean, well, I mean, Foles is a backup, and we know what he can do as a backup. But I mean, still, I mean, to score three touchdowns was in the fourth quarter, whatever it was. A pathetic I pathetic mean, offensive display by the uh, Bears all season. Yeah, exactly. And and I you know I don't know why they even extended him. It makes absolutely no sense. But you know, maybe it's just sort of like Arthur Blank came priming his, the pump, came to his senses, and he realized that this is not the guy. And yeah, when he I, came I down to the people, field in the second half, I was like, yeah. this, is, this is, this is, you're yeah. fired, buddy. You're, you're fired. Yeah, he's down so on the field. This is your last game. Yeah. And it's not so, to celebrate something. Uh uh-uh. uh. But what do I mean? Do you think this was the right move? Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course it's the right, right. move. I just want to make of sure, get course. you on the record. I mean, it should have been like two years ago. It should have been after the Super Bowl. Actually, it should have been after the Super Bowl. Yeah. You can't lose being up twenty eight to three and then allow the Patriots to come back. I mean, it's it's inexplicable, Ben. It is inexplicable. inexplicable. I just think there's some bad juju around that team. Yeah. Ever since that meltdown to the Patriots, they have not been able to get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. You know, a below five hundred record. They just can't win close games. They're constantly giving away leads. Uh, I mean, this is the same Dan Quinn that was coaching the Seattle Seahawks defense in a Super Bowl win. Uh, he, you know, he's he. You know, by all accounts, he is a bona fide leader of men and a quality coach, especially on defense. I have a helicopter flag over here because we record this podcast outside, where podcasts should be rep- recorded and football should be played. Uh, but I just feel I feel terrible for the Falcons and their fans. Uh, I think just after that loss, they they became the Clippers. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. in their head. It's in their soul. Mm-hmm. They don't believe they can win. I mean, they've got one of the better coaches in, or one of the better uh, quarterbacks in the league. They've yep. got decent receivers. A lot of talent. They've had, they had a decent running game for some of those years since the Super Bowl, not this past year. But they had a good, a good running game. They had a pretty solid defense for a couple of those years as well. I, it, it, I just think it, it's more between their ears than it is between the 50s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, definitely, for sure. I mean, I mean, I, between the, 20s. I, the team, I think, lost belief in Dan Quinn. It you just, know, he just, just basically lost mind. the locker room there. 
And, uh, you know, it's hard to overcome that and move on from that, especially with the heartbreaking losses at the end. I feel bad for Atlanta fans. I mean, I don't know how the fuck they deal with this shit. Uh, at least they don't have to go to the games. Yeah, it, at least they're <laughs> not plunking down 300 bucks to yeah, go to the game and, nice and have some beers. Nice stadium. And play for parking. No fans. But, uh, yeah. No, so they they, 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 they saved some money this year. That was a good move for Atlanta to get rid of him. And, you know, we'll see. You know, I don't think they've, they're not going to name a permanent replacement anytime soon. They may bounce back this week. We'll see. But I think they've got to revamp that team probably from top to bottom just to get whatever bad energy is in that building out mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. that building. And it might mean... there's enough talent there, too. I mean, we see what the Panthers are doing with less talent, you know. And, and I, you know, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is getting enough credit for what he's doing there. Oh, in and that he division. deserves it. And he deserves it. And, you know, Atlanta shouldn't be struggling the way they are. They shouldn't They shouldn't be struggling the way they are. They have been since that Super Bowl loss. Yeah, and then, and they lost the Super Bowl back in, whatever was it, early 90s, the Dirty Birds. Oh, the, yeah, well, that was a while ago, yeah. Uh, you know, the people thought they were going to win that Super Bowl. They lost that one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's you know, under Dan Reeves, it's 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 ugly in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're an NFC fan like Franny is, always good to have another team melting down in your division. All right, you ready to move on? Let's move on. Oh. I feel bad. Next up, Dak Prescott. I feel bad. Now gonna keep it. Prescott breaks the tackle. He picks up a total of nine more. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, oh. You almost gotta hope it's a cramp, don't you, if you're a cowboy yeah. fan right there? But it's not. Oh, that that does not look good, Jim. Oh, no. And look at Gallup reacting and Dalton getting ready to go in. Oh, you can just see that at the bottom. Just, oh. Nice guy, Tony Romo. <laughs> oh. No, one of those you don't they don't know what to say. I've, oh, I have no what to say. Oh, uh, yeah, no. you know, we could, we could read a little bit about what happened, but let's just let's just dive right in. Yeah, I'm you sure. Know, I mean, well, you know, everybody saw what happened to him on that play. And I was, I, I mean, as much as I hate the Cowboys, I hate to see this happen. Brutal. Because I never hated Dak Prescott. Like, you know, there are players on the Cowboys that I hate. And he's been playing I, lights out this year in terms of bringing the team back. Well, well trying to keep, a trying garbage, to over a lot of garbage time. But pass. trying yeah, to yeah. overcome the defense and get, I mean, they, they got back in that game against Seattle. They got back in a couple games. They just couldn't. Quit. Yeah. Well, Atlanta too, you know, put him into a uh, scoring position after Atlanta forgot the rules for kickoff. But, um, you know, it, it's, I mean, as an Eagles fan, you know, he, he's in our division and, you know, as much as I hate the Cowboys, I don't want to see that happen. Not to Dak Prescott, you know. Um, I, I, I mean, I just, I just saw, and I wasn't sure there was Dak Prescott for a second. I, you know, I, and I, I see him go down, and I see, you know, the dangling foot there, and I just, I was like, know, please be the sneaker, please be the sneaker. Yeah, yeah something. And like, then I you looked, know. and it was. I mean, he. I mean, to see him pick his leg. I mean, in a human reaction, right? I know, yeah, it's a human reaction. And, but you don't. You never want to be in that situation where you pick your leg up to, and and to watch it. He and, and to bang his foot off the ground. Yeah, it trying was, to it straighten was his foot out, dangling the wrong yeah, direction. Because that's a human reaction, right? You yeah. look down and a body part is not where it should be. You mm-hmm. automatically want to, you know, pop it back, pop it into, back place, into position. But, and that just broke my heart when he when he hit it off the turf, trying yeah, to straighten it back out again. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's uh, it was terrible to see and it was shocking to see. And you know when I I didn't realize it was Dak Prescott because I was just kind of. Looking at my phone, looking at the TV, and uh, you know, I just see number four. And I'm like, oh fuck, that's Dak Prescott. You know, as you know, it, I, I thought maybe it was one of the receivers because I, I wasn't really paying attention like completely. I just saw somebody get tackled from behind, and you know, I saw the just defender kind of, there. 
you know, I, I just didn't realize it was Dak Prescott. And I see the number four on the jersey. I'm like, oh, fuck, man, it's it's Dak Prescott. This sucks. I mean, if he gets a minor injury, you know, whatever. But, you know, to see something like that happen where his foot is just in completely the wrong direction. Compound fracture. You know, I mean, infection had, risk, although apparently the surgery cleared up any potential infection risk. Yeah, but I, I felt I felt terrible for him, uh, you know, just watching him being put on the cart and, you know, just watching him in tears being driven off the field. Uh, you know, you, you really feel for the guy, um, you know, and, and you know, you, you don't you don't wish that up on on any, you know, player in your division. I can't say I was disappointed completely when Tony Romo broke his clavicle. Which time? <laughs> but uh, you know, I, but I, that's not as serious of an injury as this. This is really bad. It was it was not pretty to watch, and I felt I felt terrible for the guy. I really did. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm we took a, a lot. Shot. Of- uh, yeah, let's take a sh- let's actually take a just take a shot in his honor. In his honor, I hope he you know he heals up quickly. Allegedly, week one he'll be back uh, next year. We don't know what the contract situation is. Um, you know, Marshawn Lynch might have a little bit of advice. Take care of y'all chicken, <laughs> which he didn't do last year by signing that contract. But in all seriousness, we talk a lot of shit on this show. But I've, a lot of I've, shit. I've said a lot of positive things about but, that. Out of all the yeah. Cowboys players. I've said a lot of positive things about oh, Dak sure. Prescott. You have to take I, shots I just for said it. he's not worth forty million dollars, which he's not. If he yeah, signed the thirty-five, like he might be the thirty-five million dollar deal for like five years or whatever it was on the table, and it was there for him oh, to for sign. Sure. He definitely should have taken that. Um, but you know, I I never really said too many negative things about Dak Prescott. The only thing I said was he's not worth forty million, and that is yeah. pretty obvious. There's not too many quarterbacks out t- there. But I've talked some shit, but. Just for the record, that's exactly what it is. It's talking shit. We don't yeah. wish ill. Vontez Perfect is no longer in the league. Mm-hmm. Probably the sole lone player as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan that I that I legitimately wished, mm-hmm. you know, ill injury or something because he was out there actually physically attempting to hurt yeah. Pittsburgh Steeler players, and he did in fact hurt yeah. Pittsburgh Steeler players. Yeah, but Dak Prescott. Uh, but we a- talked a lot of shit. But Dak Prescott is a competitor. He's a respectable guy. Yeah, you know, he's a nice. And he came guy. out with the mental health. You know, you know, he wasn't drafted with, high. He wasn't drafted high. He wasn't expected to be in the position that he's in. And he's performed well oh, for as sure. a quarterback for Dallas. For sure. I mean, you know, they haven't had the greatest of seasons. They went to, what, one, maybe two playoffs with him. One, uh, one playoff they, game, They won I that think? one against the Seahawks. Uh, it was given to them. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I won't give them that much credit. But, uh, no, nah, I, I, uh, I, I, I just I could not believe. When I saw that number four on, on the field, you know, just – you know, trying to straighten out his leg, I felt I felt so bad for him. Yeah, you, you just know? and you don't want to ever see your. I mean, even Carson Wentz. I mean, especially Ben Roethlisberger. But you, you just don't want to see. I mean, any. I mean, I know it's great for Kyler Murray. It's great for Lamar Jackson. It's great for Patrick Mahomes. But when that quarterback leaves the pocket and starts running out there in the open field, yeah, this is the risk that they're taking. Yeah, yeah. this can happen to any player at any time, but it's far less likely they're to un- happen. Yeah, unlucky back there in the pocket, you know. Playing like a you know Nick Foles getting jammed. I mean his his his, his rib muscle his ribs just must all just be like Legos mm-hmm, in there because mm-hmm. he's constantly getting hit. But he, this is a lot less likely to happen if you're rolling on the ground like Tom Brady rolling your eyes at Khalil Mack than you're running down the field against a safety or a corner. You know I, I just I, I got a lot of respect for Dak Prescott especially this year because yeah. that team very few Cowboys that I have respect for Dak Prescott is one of those guys that I actually had some respect for. And that team, I mean, they, their back was against the wall in almost every game. The defense has given up a ton of points, but he didn't give up. He 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 got him back in that Atlanta game, almost got him back in that, you know, in that Seattle game, but he's been putting up a lot of points, you know, either first or second in the league in I just about most, every category. I think most yardage right now yeah. in the league. 
So, I mean, it, it's and, and you saw it on his face as he was getting carted off the field. This means a lot to him. He wasn't crying because it hurt, although I'm sure it did hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was he was devastated that he wasn't going to be able to continue to play. Uh, he believed in himself this year. He took a one-year franchise tag deal this year uh, because he believes in himself. And, and you got to respect someone who believes in himself that much to leave you know, ninety or a hundred million dollars on a table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but you know, also a good let's move. Do this shot. A good move from the Cowboys to pick up Andy Dalton. Uncharacteristically was, good move. Not well, like the Steelers who've got Josh Dobbs backing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, Andy Dalton. I think um, another helicopter. I'm not, I'm, yeah, another helicopter. I'm not sure. You know how much success they'll have because their defense is pretty terrible. Uh, but having Andy Dalton as your backup. Not not too shabby. The red rifle. Yeah. So now two uh two gingers at the helm. Yeah. In the NFC East. Exactly. Let's do cheers, the shot ben. in their honor. Yes, cheers. Uh and I hope Dak Prescott heals up nicely and you know he's able to return to football at hundred yeah. percent. Steven Jones, Jerry Jones, they say he'll be back. And they're gonna pay him. Well, we'll, we'll see how this season goes. If Andy Dalton plays well, yeah, we'll see. Ah, that's not a great shot. Yeah, but people forget. I mean, Andy Dalton's only He's barely thirty years old, been in the league nine years. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of experience. It's not like he, I mean, it, feel, it feels he like he's good. been around forever because he played for Cincinnati. And he looked good in that game too. I mean, they won the game. He looked solid in that game, and Just with he's going to get. Yeah, I mean, it, the defense is not is not very good. Um, but <laughs> not, you know, he's, it he's, is not very good. This is one not, way to put it. Not very good, and uh, he's he's going to get you know some more snaps with the with the starters and. You know, he knows what, what his role is now with the team. He's not a backup anymore. He's he's the starter. And Zeke's going to have to earn his money from now until the end of the season because they are going to lean on him and lean on him heavy. Eat that cereal. Between, he's going to have to just, they, I mean, he did a lot of it at the end of the last, you know, the game that. Yeah, I mean, he scored a touchdown on yeah. like oh, what, a couple of draw, a couple of plays after, you know, Dak Prescott got injured. So he's 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 going to have to step up his game. Um I mean, I hope not because yeah. Dallas, but well, you know. I mean, they're going to have, I mean, and I think it might be a blessing in disguise, not that it's better than Dak Prescott, obviously, but getting back to, to running the ball, the best, the best way to overcome a poor defense is that's not what, to let the other team's Dungey offense said. on the field. That's what Dungey said. <laughs> yeah. And I agree with him. If that's what he said. I agree yeah. with that. Um, he got a little flack for that, you know? Well, I mean, they got to get back to yeah, that. I mean, yeah. if, if you're continuing to put the offense back on the field against your defense, you're going to give up points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you can, you know, sustain six, Seven-minute drives, a couple times during the game, two or three times during the game, you can keep their offense off the field and potentially make the game manageable in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. If if you're throwing the ball all over the field, three and out, you know, not using up much time, whoever you're playing, especially given their schedule, they're playing the NFC West this season, you know, they're going to give up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. They're going to give up a lot of points even to Kyle Allen and the Washington football team if they continue to play the way they were. Lean on Zeke, lean on whatever his name is, Portman or Pullman or I can't remember their backup guy, uh, their backup running back. I forget. Yeah, but it's something like that. Uh, but yeah, so kudos to Dak Prescott for a great part of the season. Yeah, well, and, I mean, a good career so far yeah. as far as numbers are concerned. He's had some very good numbers in the NFL, but uh, you know, I hope he heals up and he's able to play football once again at the same level. At, you know, overthrowing guys and underthrowing guys. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can be positive, but I, I can't can be, be too positive. Yeah, exactly. But let's just hope he heals up. He's healthy. No physical repercussions long term from this injury. Uh, it wasn't as bad as Alex Smith, obviously. Oh, no. So we hope yeah. that he'll be able to come back and not suffer any long term consequences. Mm-hmm. You ready to move on? Let's move on. All right. 
One more jet story before we end, because this will probably this is the end of the New York Jets for this season. Uh, New York Jets head coach Adam Gase admitted Monday he's considering giving up play calling duties in order to better manage games as a head coach with his team still without a win after five weeks. Uh, for just the last for the last four years, I've toyed <laughs> with the idea every once in a while. Gase said of handy play calling duties off to an assistant. I don't think I've I'm ever opposed to try something to change things up. I'd say everything is on the table at this point. The offensive struggles have seen the Jets score 20 plus points just once this season, tying to new, ty- tying their New York counterparts for the most games with fewer than 20 points in four. The dysfunction spilled over into social media on Sunday. Running back Le'Veon Bell was seen liking tweets related to his lack of usage following Sunday's 30-10 to 10 loss to the Arizona Cardinals because he had a guaranteed his contract. If he got injured, he'd be guaranteed $8 million. And if you're coaching that way, I don't even know what to say. Uh, it wasn't the first instance of Bell taking his gripes public, even passionately in this case, but Gase was a bit dismayed by the running back's decision to let his frustrations be known publicly instead of coming to him to discuss the dispute. Uh, it is what it is, Gase said. Sometimes the defense takes guys away where we're trying to get the ball to. I hate that that's the route we're going to we go with all of this instead of just taking talking to me about it, but seems the way guys want to do it nowadays nowadays like he's a hundred and freaking years old but this is an interesting little tidbit that came out after that when asked what he thought about the fact that his defense greg williams has given up an average of 32.2 points in their five games greg williams made it clear that there was blame to go around greg williams said it's not a very good number and a lot of it's not all defensively williams said after friday's practice it's points on the board and we've got to do a good job a good job of that, and how you do that is to make them kick more field goals. Got to do a better job in field position type of things. As you see, Greg Williams said, the scoring is up in the league, but it still makes me sick, he said. When asked what he meant by meant by saying all of that, he said, it's not defensively, Williams said. You figure it out. So the the mutiny is in full effect yeah. in New York, Friday. What I mean, say it's, you about, it's, it's he's, time. he's toying with the idea of not calling terrible games for a fourth straight year. Yeah. I I mean you have to get rid of this guy. You have to fire Adam Gaze. He is he what I mean, there's, an there's ego a lot of, maniac there are is. a lot of problems in in New York, but uh you know, you, 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 he is the number one problem right there. I mean you have to you have to get rid of Adam Gaze. I'm not sure why he was ever hired in the first place. I mean we've harped on this for months and months. Uh I mean we talked about this last year. I mean we talked about when he was hired. I mean, why hire this guy? We saw his results in the same division. You don't you don't hire a guy in the same division. I mean, you play these guys yeah. twice a year. You don't you know them better than any other team in the NFL. You know what he's capable of. Yep. And this is basically his body of work. He's just a terrible coach. Why do you hire him? And they made a huge mistake. Why they're holding on to him, I have no idea. But they have to fire this guy and get anybody, yeah, anybody, and win this back like that locker room. Like the most political politician answer ever. It's like, can you please tell us about some mistakes that you've made? Yeah. Well, you know, I got some bad information from some other people, and then I made a decision that wasn't the best. Uh, and then some other people told me to do something a certain way, and I listened to them, <laughs> and my decision wasn't the greatest. But you know, these other people told me to do it this way, and I I agreed and I did it this way. You know, it's just nothing is his fault. Yeah. Everything he does is perfect. Everything, you know, he has the best game plan. That's why Jamal Adams is in Seattle. That's why Le'Veon Bell had a million-dollar contract with the Kansas City Chiefs this week. It's because you're awesome, 
And that's why you're 0 and 5 and you can't put up 30 points in a ball game. Yeah. And even your defensive coordinator who didn't care about putting bounties and paying guys to hurt other guys <laughs> can't stand you. Uh it's it's you know even the defensive coordinator is out there now talking shit about him. I mean, it is a mess in yeah. New York. And yeah. I think both teams actually even the, even the Giants are, you know, with Joe Judge over there. I mean, it's the same thing. I I've I've don't know why they hired him. Don't know why they hired Adam Gase. I have no idea. I mean, I thought the coach, I thought the owner whose name escapes me right now, uh, Harvin, I can't remember his name, in Cleveland, and the owner, you know, Jerry Jones were the, were the worst possible owners in the league or the worst owners in the league. I, I think Woody Johnson has got to be up there now. I mean, this is pathetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got a, a clean house completely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, they're going to end up with poor Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I, well, yeah, poor guy. After <laughs> drafting Sam Darnold two years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. And Sam if you're Darnold, drafted two first round quarterbacks in the, in, the, in the top never, two, yeah, but Sam Darnold five. has never been given a chance. I mean, he has like the worst weapons out there, you know. And he's this guy. The guy is struggling not because he's a bad quarterback; it's because he has a bad coach. He has terrible weapons. I mean, you can't find any sort of success. I mean, they they set this guy up for failure, and now they're talking about trading him when the main problem is Adam Gase and the front office. That is the main problem. It's 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 bad. It is really bad. It's bad. It is bad, bad, bad. All right, you want to move on? Let's move on. All right, really quick. Philip Rivers in Indianapolis playing like shit this year. But if you ask, I want to say so. But if you ask Frank Reich, quarterback is not the issue for the Colts. At three and two, Indianapolis is far from a moment of crisis at the position, but one couldn't watch Sunday's 30, 32 to 23 loss to the Cleveland Browns without wondering what about the Colts' viability going forward with Philip Rivers calling the shots. No matter to Reich, who says Rivers is the least of his worries after the loss and on Monday shot down. Any thought of replacing him with Jacoby Brissett? No, Reich said, per the, per the athletic Zach Kiefer, Philip Rivers is our quarterback's. Or our quarterback. Rivers threw an ugly pick six in the second half. That was an ugly, ugly pick six and was flagged for intentional grounding when he heaved a pass out of the end zone. That was also ugly. Uh, with with downtown Cleveland's public, although I thought there was a rule about that, with downtown Cleveland's public square serving as the nearest eligible receiver, the ultimate penalty produced a safety and two points for the Browns. The two errors combined to give the Browns their nine-point margin of victory. Uh, but Reich said, my trust at the end of the day is that guy that's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I have the utmost belief in him, and our team is the utmost belief in him, and you're going to have to live with some mistakes. We truly believe the good will outweigh the bad. The Colts learned what they had in Brissett last season, prompting them to go out and sign Rivers to a one-year deal as somewhat of a stopgap. It's unlikely they'll turn to Brissett unless the situation becomes desperate, but at 3-2, and two, that simply isn't the case yet, even after an ugly showing in Cleveland. What do you think is... is I mean, I tend to trust in Frank Reich, but yeah. Rivers is not playing particularly well. And if you watch that safety, yeah, I he's, he's and that pick six. Oh, I mean, but it I mean, was is, is Jacoby bad. is Jacoby Brissett the answer though? I mean, who would you start right now, Jacoby Brissett or Philip Rivers? I, I it's I think a be, they, it's a the worst, or the best of a bad situation. Yeah, I, I get, but I mean, I, I still think Philip Rivers is a better option. Uh, right now, I mean, uh, obviously they did lose to the Browns, but the Browns aren't the same team that they were I the hope, last twenty years are. or so. Ben, I mean, you play them tomorrow. I hope they are. Uh, but I, I mean, Cleveland has actually—they've been very. I mean, they're four and one. They're a four and I one know. team. They're, I, I mean, know. you know, everybody looks at them like they're the Browns. So which much they for are, my my heavy but, under. I think it was. I bet them on the under for of wins this year. But yeah, I, I don't think I'm gonna hit that. I don't. I don't think so. Not the way. Not with the way they've been playing. I mean, throw up thirty-two points against you know 
the best defense in the league. They look pretty impressive, but I, I you know, I, I do think. And you've never been a big Rivers fan. No, I mean, I just I hate his release. I, I just I, I don't like to. I don't, yeah, it's like side arming the ball. Uh, I don't I don't know how the fuck he gets it out of his hands. He's like Zorro uh, <laughs> with his sword out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I, I I don't think that Philip Rivers is the biggest issue on this team. Well, what do you think it is? I mean, the defense is obviously the you know, defense is first or second in the league. Have, you know, uh, Marlon Mack going down didn't help him. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the greatest weapons. Can't out get there, the ball right? to T.Y. Hilton though to save his life. Yeah, yeah, but, he, but he's pretty much the only weapon out there. I mean, there's not too many receivers on. You know the Colts that strike fear in the heart of opponents. That's true. I mean, I'm not. I've never been a big Philip Rivers fan. I mean, other than, yeah, I other than other than listening to him on mic'd up because you know, gosh dang it, it's fun to listen to. <laughs> gosh darn. And gosh darn it. Oh, sugar jets! I threw that ball too high. Uh, you know, it, it's you know, it's it, it's entertaining to listen to him talk smack to guys that do nothing but curse all game and just come at him <laughs> with a whole bunch of country dag nabbit dag nabbits. Uh, but I mean, I I actually think that they they need to do something. In Indy, I mean, I don't know that they had a lot of options going into this year without. I think they're they're actually overperforming. I, I didn't expect them to be three well, and two. The defense right now. is. Really I mean, their good. defense has been really Not good. Not this but, past you know, week, but three and two in the division. You know, for the Colts, that's that's a pretty good position to be in right now. Yeah, I mean, but now you're also. I don't know what they expected. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean you're dealing with it. Uh, the Texans are struggling. Jacksonville struggling. Yeah, I mean, we'll basically, see what the Texans do with their Romeo. Yeah, well, we'll see. But I mean, you know what. You know, the only team that they years really post Social Security have to Romeo Cornell. worry about is Tennessee, and Tennessee looks really good. So, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, three and two, I wouldn't be too worried. Yeah, about I mean, all you got to do is break the rules to get two weeks off. Apparently, <laughs> just flout the rules and you get a you get a nice two week vacation before you got to yeah, play you your get, game. You get two buys. You got Ryan Tannehill out there playing like a gunslinger. Uh, but that's it on on a the gunslinger. A gunslinger. That's it for the NFL news. We ran a little <laughs> bit long on the on the news this week. <laughs> Where did that come? From? He, it looks like a gunslinger <laughs> out there. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> like me running around on the Bilco doors and when I was like six years old playing uh, games that would be completely racist today. Uh, uh, you know, you played cowboys and other things back in the day. <laughs> indigenous peoples. Yes. You played yeah. cowboys and indigenous peoples. It was peoples. definitely not the best game to be playing. Uh, uh, but Friday, that's, that's it for the NFL news this week. I'm just showing my age. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you want to move on? You want to take a quick break? And then Let's we'll take get a on quick to, break, Ben. What are we, what's next upon the, on the agenda when we come back? We got a shout out to our new and loyal listeners oh, out let there. let me just knock that out really all right, quick yeah, before okay. we go. All right. All right. Thank you all to our new listeners as well as our loyal listeners. Since 2018, we've been a show about football fun. Friends, whiskey, and beer reviews over short one friend for the last few months. Uh, since you're listening, <laughs> please consider heading to our website, thirstygold.buzzsprout.com, or search Thirsty Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review our show. How many stars on Apple Podcasts? Five stars, Ben. Please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We would truly appreciate it. And this week, please, if you like the show, please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one person that you know, or even a person that you don't know, a random person. Let's get to know each other out there through our masks, through Zoom. <laughs> Through Skype, let's get to know each other. Just tell one person about our podcast, Thirsty Gold. Get it in their podcatcher. Thank you all so much. All right, we'll be right back. All right, and we are back with our NFL Week 4 recap and Week 5 picks. Yeah, this was a really, really interesting week. 
I want to start with the Monday night game Packers at or Falcons at Packers. This was a game that led to the firing of Dan Quinn. This was Packers all the way. It wasn't wasn't even close. Aaron Rodgers playing at MVP levels. Uh, wants to prove everybody wrong. He's got a little bit of chip on his shoulder, right, Ben? Yeah, you love some Aaron Rodgers. Nothing to hate. Atlanta rushing for time for Rodgers to float one easy catch and touchdown. We'll see. There is a flag. Yeah, what he down. says here is hilarious. Malik Taylor. how bad it's gotten for the Atlanta Falcons. They're just trying to tackle guys and they still can't keep them out of the end. <laughs> yeah, because he essentially just tackled the receiver and they still scored a touchdown on that play. Uh, pathetic, pathetic display again. Uh, Ryan with 285 yards. Not much else to speak of, but Todd Gurley had a couple touchdowns in the game. But Franny's beloved hey, Aaron Rodgers, 27 of, of 33 for 327 yards. Efficient. Very, very efficient. Very, very efficient. Four touchdowns. You can't hate this guy. I mean, what say you about you the, hate his uh, character, Ben? The Packers. You hate his character. I hate his ego. I his unearned ego. Un- what are you talking about? Unearned ego. He's one of the best one, quarterbacks that I've ever one seen. Super Bowl. One, is, he, is he not? Uno. Is he not one of the best quarterbacks you've ever seen play the game? He's one of the quarter, one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play the game. Exactly. With one Super Bowl victory. Whatever. It's not easy to win a Super Bowl. He won one. He was pretty close to winning a few others. You know, he was in the NFC Championship game quite a few times. I mean, it's not his fault. It's it's a team game, Ben. He does what he can. But four touchdowns. I mean, what this guy is doing this year, him and Russell Wilson are both playing at MVP levels. Yeah, Robert Tanyan with three touchdowns in the game. Aaron Jones with a touchdown through the air. No touchdowns on the ground. But, the you know, the Packers continue to roll. What are they? Uh, they're 4-0, 5-0 right now. They are 4 and 0 and Atlanta 0 and 4. 0 and 4. And they're 0 and 5 now, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh next up we got the Bucks at the Bears. What do you oh, think about this one Friday? Yeah. Bucks. Did we talk about that one? Actually, we talked about these two games. I don't even know if we talked about that. We did we talk about this? This was Thursday. This was the last Thursday night game. So did we talk about this one? Yeah, which which where are we at right now? Where are we at now? Which week is this been? This is 10-8. Oh, that's right cuz there was no Thursday night game this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was last Thursday's uh, game. Did we talk about it? Because we had that podcast on Saturday last week, so we might have talked about that one already. Oh, we probably did. Yeah, we probably okay. did. We Let's, probably did. We probably did. I'm gonna yeah. That was, to, a, that was an exciting game. We'll have to game. get our dates right. That our, was an exciting game, though. Yeah, that, that, that I is mean, true. Nick Foles, once again, beating Tom Brady. Next up, we got... Yeah, let's go. Let's just skip to the Sunday yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always start too far behind. Uh, Texans bouncing back against the Jaguars, yeah. winning thirty to fourteen. What do you think about that? Well, that's Romeo Cornell, seventy-three-year-old Romeo Cornell. That is what happens beaten. when you get of get rid of O'Brien. This is exactly what happens. I mean, did you expect this to happen? Yes, I, I think mean, I chose them to win this game. Uh, you know, Jacksonville—they looked the fairly decent to begin the season. You know, they're playing pretty well. Uh, but I think now we know what Jacksonville really is. They're not a very good football team, um, but Houston does have enough talent there, you know, to make a run. You know, they're one and four right now, um, but I'm confident in them, in you know, in turning things around in that division potentially. Yeah, and Cornell said he's essentially not going to change too much, too fast for the Texans. He's not going to change the playbook or the schemes that much because they're already way deep into the season. They've already gone through their preseason uh, practices and training and. 
you know, Sessions learning the playbook, so he's not going to make a lot of changes right away, but he will make changes as it moves forward. Uh, here we go. We got another. We got a quite a shellacking here. Yeah, the Bengals at the Ravens. About. The Bengals beating or get beat up by the Ravens, twenty-seven to three. But still, Lamar Jackson does not look like the Lamar Jackson of last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For some reason, the statistics are not available as we speak <laughs> right now. And, well, there's nothing to talk about in that game, anyways. Uh, but, I mean, the Ravens just completely blew him out. I mean, it was not even close. Not much to talk about right there. Next, I thought I thought it was me closer. I thought it was, but it wasn't. I mean, did you really? Yeah, I did. I mean, you thought I mean, only because Joe Burrow has been playing pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I was I was expecting a little bit of a closer game with, as Franny said, with Joe Burrow playing. Uh, but his he's going to get you know the Bengals are probably going to get two or three wins this season. It's just a matter of who those wins are going to be against. Have a tie. <laughs> Why are there no stats coming up? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Whatever. We can skip that game because it doesn't really matter. Ravens blew them out. That is true. Uh, next up, the Panthers. Oh, yeah, here's the game that, that followed, or the, the game that actually was Dan Quinn's demise. It wasn't that last game. It was the Panthers beating the Falcons. You might have to find another website, Yeah, ben. I'm going to have to find another website here. There's no stats available. But what do you think about uh, the Panthers rolling on? I'm surprised. I have been shocked by the Panthers. Ben, you mentioned this uh, at the beginning of the season, that the Panthers actually might be a Fairly solid team. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is getting enough I love credit. Teddy Bridgewater. No, I mean, he's, he's just a solid quarterback. He makes smart moves and, uh, you know, makes smart decisions throwing the ball down the field. He, you know, he doesn't put the ball in danger. Um, you know, he just does the right thing all the time. And we saw that last year with the Saints, too. I mean, going 5-0 and with the Saints. And uh, you know, I think this is a three-game winning streak right now for the Panthers. And in this division, Tampa Bay is sort of struggling a little bit. You, know, you got the Panthers. The Saints are also not playing particularly well. You know, the Panthers are better than I expected. Yeah, I don't disagree. And and I love Teddy Bridgewater. I thought he, you know, I thought that, that Matt Rule and the, and the Panthers were smart to go with him, not go out and try to sign, <clears throat> excuse me, a Phillip Rivers or someone else like that. I think this Panthers team could make the playoffs. But if they keep on playing the way they are, for sure. Yeah, let's see how Bridgewater did in this game. Now we have a site that actually has statistics. Uh, Bridgewater, 27 to 36 for 313. Two touchdowns, no INTs in the game, mm-hmm. and they continue to do this without without uh, their best running back, whose name, I don't know why it's escaping me right now, McCaffrey. McCaffrey, yeah. Uh, but I, I've, I've been really impressed by their performances. Yeah, a little bit of a snafu there. For some reason, couldn't get any statistics. Uh, but next up, probably the game of the week. It was the Raiders. Ooh, this was a shocker. The Raiders beating up on the Chiefs. What say you? I mean, they didn't beat up on them, yeah. but the game did not was not particularly competitive there at the end. Yeah, no, no. I mean, after actually, that interception, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's this is the Chiefs' first loss in like seven hundred days. No, it was like three hundred something days. It was almost a year yeah. that they haven't lost a football game. And for the Raiders to come out and make a statement the way they did against their division foe. Impressive. Yeah, and Derek Carr actually playing pretty well. Hangover because the offseason was so unusual. Carr airs it out. Separation. Hold in. Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. That's who it is. Touchdown. Yeah, Henry Ruggs just came back. The much touted draft pick of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Ruggs comes back and makes a splash in this game. I think he ended up with he ended up one touchdown. 
and 118 yards in the game. But Derek Carr finally airing it out, throwing long bombs down the field, something Raider fans have been wanting to see for a long time. Uh, 22 of 31 for 347 yards, three touchdowns, count them, and one interception. Patrick Mahomes, very pedestrian game by his standards, 22 of 43. The percentage does not look great there. 340 yards, two touchdowns, count them, and one interception in the game. Uh, picking up Le'Veon Bell this week, but the Raiders making a statement. This is a big win for the L.A. Raiders, mm-hmm. or for the, sorry. The Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> well, they should be the LA Raiders. Yeah. There's a lot of fans out here. They never should have left LA. To, you know, yeah, just but to I mean, for, Der- for Derek Carr to play as well as he is, I'm very impressed. Also, I mean, you know, after that that uh, broken femur that he had in was it in the playoffs? I think it might have been in the playoffs yeah. or leading up to the playoffs. Um, you know, he struggled a couple of years there, but he's really turning it on right now. He actually looks pretty good. He looks comfortable in the pocket, and uh, this Raiders team. You know they they could potentially make the make the playoffs for sure. Yeah, I mean Josh Jacobs two touchdowns on the ground. Mahomes with a touchdown on the ground. Tyreek Hill with a touchdown on the ground. Kelsey even in a loss, eight receptions, 108 yards, and a touchdown. That guy is not going to be denied regardless of the game. But this is a big game for the Raiders. I mean this pushes them to three and two in that division, uh, a, d- a division that we really, I didn't think anyway, that the Raiders would be competitive in this division, mm-hmm. but pushing the Kansas City Chiefs down to four and one. Oh, terrible. Yeah, but, you know, this is this is <laughs> a big... Pushing them down to four and one? Yeah. Well, the, Raiders, the, Eagles the Raiders have been getting the, the shit beat out of them by the Kansas City Chiefs for a long for a time. Long well, they've, time. Been, they've been, I mean, they've dominated that entire division for the past six, seven years. And for the Las Vegas Raiders, this must feel really good. Yeah. And I watched the end of this game and it was fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, you know, when the Raiders finally got the ball back and put mm-hmm. that ball down the field for a touchdown, I yep. was like, this is, you know, oh, I mean, I, I was shocked. I was shocked. I'm sure this is, I mean, I, those Raiders fans, I'm sure they were shocked by the result. Here's a game. I don't know if we need to talk about too yeah, much. Cardinals. Nah. At Jets. Have, whenever the Jets play anybody, we don't talk about that game. It's good Cardinals. Blowout. Cardinals beat the Cardinals beat the Jets thirty to ten. Cardinals on the road. Uh, next up, Eagles. Ah, Ben Steelers. The tag team matchup of the week. The Eagles lose to the Steelers yeah, on the road, twenty nine to thirty eight in this game. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. It was a cl- it was a, it was closer than I expected, especially when the Steelers it was closer were up than I expected. Thirty one to fourteen. I thought the game was completely over. The Eagles made a little bit of a run, but the way they lost the game really disappointed me. To yeah. put a linebacker on Claypool and to have him just waltz into the end well, zone. Well, let's back up, back up, back up. I know, but back, I'm disappointed, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> back up a little bit. I mean, you guys, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, you were down. 31-14. You were, yeah. I mean, I thought the game was over. You were down by 17 points, what, going into the third Yeah, somewhere around quarter, there. Yeah, it was, somewhere it was around the third there. quarter. It was the third quarter. Uh, but you guys bounced back, came back, mm-hmm. got back in this game, mm-hmm. got the Steelers into a situation where if you were to get kick the field goal go, or go for it on fourth down, score a touchdown, we would have to score a touchdown to beat you or a field goal to beat you if you hit that touchdown or if you hit that field goal. Mm-hmm. And what happened, Fry? We lost. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> but what, what happened, happened with the I field mean, goal? Why? You it, know, it look, was a fifty-seven it was yard a 57, attempt. It was a fifty-seven yard attempt. In the fourth quarter, definitely enough leg behind the ball. The but the, the accuracy was not there. The Heinz Field record from yeah. that end of the field is fifty-three yards. Yeah, and that's since Heinz Heinz Field's been around for about fifteen years now. That would have been a record in Heinz Field by yeah. four yards. Peterson said. You know, he's he kind of wishy washy on it. I don't blame Jake Elliott for missing that. I mean, it's a, it's a very difficult kick. Um, you it know, would have been a record. Open. It would have been a record. He's kicked a 61 yarder 
in the past. Um, but you know, this, I mean, you know, he missed it. I wasn't disappointed. I mean, you don't expect a kicker to make every 57 yard field goal that he kicks, especially Heinz outdoors field. and at Heinz field. Um, so I mean, like I, a I was 68 yard know, field goal it was in, worth, in it was, indoors. It was worth a shot. I mean, the Eagles played well against, you know, Oh, come on. You know, they should have went for it there. They, they, they played well. It was fourth and four. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know this, Ben. <laughs> I know. You know I'm going to give you shit. This is what the fans are tuning in. This is the listeners of the show are tuning in for. You know, I'm not going to let you just say that Mike, that Peterson made a good decision there. I can't, I can't, you, would you have gone for it? Fourth and four? I mean, Put with, the game with away? Peterson's, with Peterson's Three record, minutes on with the clock? Peterson's record, I would expect him to go for it because he's a coach that is definitely willing to go for it on fourth down. I don't think any other coach has gone for it more on fourth down uh, since he's been in the league. Um, but and what about the third down play that gained almost no yards? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is, and and uh, I'm I'm just more disappointed at that last play. I mean, it was third and eight with the Steelers, and you know it's it's basically a pitch and catch play linebacker against Claypool, who was just torching us the entire game. Finishes with four touchdowns, a record for a rookie for the Steelers, yep. and the Steelers now. At We've had some four, pretty good receivers on that four team. 4-0. I mean, this is the best start for the Eagles, I mean, for the Steelers in a very long time. I wonder if the listeners would like to know what it sounds like <laughs> when you put a linebacker on Chase Claypool. This is what it sounds like. On the left is Claypool. As Roethlisberger throws, Claypool makes the catch. His fourth touchdown today. I mean, I, I, we were talking a little bit before the podcast. And I saw it on, I don't know whether, whether it was ESPN or whether it was the NFL Network, but Roethlisberger's eyes just looked like, you know, Little Bo Peep or whoever it was that was looking for the porridge and Little Red Riding Hood. Eyes just as big as saucers. As soon as he saw the coverage, the linebacker out there on Claypool rushed to snap the ball so that he could get, and it just lofted the ball over there to Claypool, and he just walked into the end what zone. Is, what is that? I mean, I know Schwartz. It, I don't. I wouldn't be on the fire Schwartz bandwagon. But what the what fuck is, are you doing? What, what is the what is what the defensive doing? play call right there? I don't. I don't quite understand. I don't know. It's third and eight. I was third. At, just cover the fucking field, man. I mean, because we were screwed there. If we don't, I mean, if he, if that ball drops to the turf, yeah. if there's good coverage, we're screwed. Yeah. It's fourth we, down. You kick a field goal there, and then the Eagles well, have a chance. Well, we tried to kick a field goal yeah. there. Well, I mean, well, you did, but I mean, you had a wide open, wide receiver. The guy was torching the Eagles the entire fucking game. I but mean, like, no I field make, goal in high field is is safe. It, it make it makes absolutely. I, I have. I mean, when I saw that, I was, I was so pissed. I mean, I. I, I <laughs> I was irate. I almost felt bad for you when I saw it. I'm like, that. that's not I even. felt bad for myself. I felt bad like, for all Eagles fans. Like, I'm like, that's not even. What, what was the coverage there? Like, what, I have what, no what was idea. the defensive have, play call nobody, right there? Almost nobody who was wide open in the middle of the field in the most critical. Everyone was shocked. The most Roethlisberger critical, was shocked. Claypool was shocked. Yeah. Critical situation in the game. And they just waltz in for a touchdown when you should be. Oh, you should, you should, you know, put two guys on him. I mean, it, there's, I don't care. I mean, he, he didn't have any. Did he do well in the game before that? <laughs> I can't, I can't remember. Did he? Uh, oh, he's amazing. He's, 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 I mean, well, he had, had a couple touchdowns yeah, before we, that. We had three <laughs> he had before three this one. Before that one. But Carson was 20 or 35. He played pretty well. Uh, one really sorry interception. The, inter- the interception was, at the end of the game was, was obviously bad. a punt. He really needs to take care of the ball. He has not taken care of the ball at all. But 258 yards, two touchdowns, count them, two interceptions, one bad one, one punt interception. Uh, Roethlisberger, 239 yards on 34 attempts, three touchdowns through the air in this game. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod making a huge impact as a special teams. And, and so many teams are 
uh, getting wide receivers out there in those jet sweeps and, and, and running the ball with their wide receivers. Ray Ray McLeod, nice pickup for the Steelers there. Uh, Miles Sanders, you know, not a bad day. 80 yards on the ground, uh, two touchdowns for big Miles Sanders. Uh, James Conner had a touchdown. Chase Claypool with a touchdown on the ground and three in the air. Uh, but, you know, but what about, what about the coming out party for Travis? Yeah. I haven't heard of you, Fulgham. I didn't 152 hear yards, one touchdown, yeah. and 13 targets in the game. What I do you hope, think about that I one? I hope the Eagles finally found that was a amazing. We couldn't stop him. That could catch the ball. We could Everything not stop him. Everything that was thrown his way, he actually grabbed it and caught it. Like I the was wide like receiver Fulgham, should. Fulgham. It was like at one point I think he had four or five catches in a yeah, row. It, it was only Fulgham. It was Fulgham all the way. And I mean, you know, without without He's found this year's Greg Ward without without Dallas Goddard out there, you know, Fulgham is a huge target. He's a large wide receiver. I like tall, strong wide receivers. That's what this guy is. And I cut a million times. I love this guy. Yeah. I mean, no, worked his, his ass off, said, I'm not giving up. Yeah. Great hands. Great hands. Finally, there's a wide receiver that the Eagles have to have good hands. I mean, you know, it was. he when, didn't give up on himself. When Alshon, when Alshon eventually comes back, I mean, it'd be nice to have two big targets out there along with Goddard, along with Wenz, I mean, with uh, Ertz. Um, you know, I just I, I I like big, tall, strong wide receivers. I don't know why you know. You we, mean like Chase Claypool and Juju Smith-Schuster? Well, Juju, yeah, Juju, yeah, he's he's awesome. I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna give you shit. That's just this is the game we're playing. This is the only time we're gonna play each other this year. We're not in the same division. Yeah, no, and we're not gonna play each other for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what next year's schedule is gonna look like, but yeah, the Steelers and Eagles don't play each other very often. Last time it was a blowout for the Eagles. Yes, it was. Eagles. Yes, it was. Uh, but I mean that that you know we finished seven and nine that season. So I mean. It was it was nice early on the finish. And if the, I recall, the text messages during that game were not particularly nice. If I recall what? correctly, I, that was a long time ago. And, How do you yeah, even remember the, that? But they were not particularly nah, nice. If I false, recall, fake news, <laughs> fake news, fake news. Uh, but yeah, the year that Juju Smith Schuster wants to be the number one receiver, he is usurped immediately at the beginning of the season by Chase Claypool, mm-hmm. uh, who was available. Uh, I think when he was, uh, I think he was the thirty fourth pick in the draft, second round pick. He was there. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it was it was a much closer game. I think either one of us expected. I think what was I expected to win pretty handily, even notwithstanding what I said. No, and was there was 31? a real risk of losing that game at the end. There was when it was thirty-one fourteen. I, I thought it was over. The Eagles were just gonna get blown out, but they made a nice little run, scored a couple of touchdowns, went for a two-point conversion. You know, but the uh, the 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 secondary is just terrible. I mean, linebacker core is terrible. Yeah, I mean Carson Wentz played well. Yeah, it was all right. yeah. I mean, it, one hey, terrible he's interception. Right. Yeah, he's all right. But you better you gotta you gotta hit your wagon because that's all you got between now and the end of the year. Yep. Unless Jalen Hurts is gonna actually catch pass or throw passes instead of uh being your Taysom Hill. Uh next up, Rams at four and one beat the Washington football team at one and four. Not really much to talk about here except for the fact that Alex Smith came back and made a really heroic appearance in this mm-hmm, game. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald and Another defender completely with their body weight on his leg scared the shit out of me. But I know you're a big Alex Smith fan. You watched the documentary. Uh, it, pretty amazing to see him out there. No, no it, was, it was it was great to see him out there. I mean, obviously in a losing effort, but um, yeah, I didn't expect them to come back and win the game with Alex Smith. I mean, it was just great to see him out there and, and throwing the ball around. I mean, it's it's uh, this is this is a feel good story right here, Ben. We haven't had a feel good story on the podcast in quite a while, but this is definitely great to see him come back to see his wife's reaction and and his kids too oh, in the yeah. stands and just to see him, um, you know, out there playing football once again. I mean, he went through a lot. Yeah, and and you know. 
not much to work with out there. You know, Ron Rivera is going to have to remake this team, mm-hmm. you know, significantly. But it was really nice to see Smith yeah. playing. I don't know if I would have been able to watch if I was his spouse <laughs> with Aaron. I mean, Aaron Donald essentially came off the field and said he could take it. You know, mm-hmm. essentially, he's playing in the NFL game. This is what's going to happen to yep. him. Yep. Not my, wouldn't have been my reaction, <laughs> you know, publicly. Uh, but when I saw those defenders completely on top of him with him standing up, it scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, uh, didn't, it didn't scare me, though. When I when I saw him get sacked that first time, I was like, ooh, his leg's still intact. Okay. Next up, the Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic Dolphins just shred. The 49ers. What do you think about this one? This was, I mean, I thought the Dolphins would be competitive, but yeah. they just beat the living piss out of the San this Francisco was, 49ers. This was a complete blowout. I mean, Fitz Magic. I can't was, believe the Eagles struggled against San Francisco. <laughs> I mean, but look at that. Look at those numbers. 350 yards on 28 attempts, three touchdowns, count them, yep. and no interceptions. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and, he just uh, shredded that secondary. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo probably... Should not should, have come back. He probably shouldn't have gotten the start in this one. He's throwing still off one foot is not usually advisable. It's, yeah, it's not not, not ideal. Um, you know, and and uh, you know, CJ Beathard with the cleanup, not much of a cleanup. It was pretty dirty. <laughs> but uh I was shocked. I Left mean, I, I, sponge was, in I, the sink I, wet. I was surprised that the Dolphins blew him out the way they did. But yeah, I mean they went to Beathard instead of Mullins in this game. Jimmy pulled early because clearly his foot was not or his ankle was not hundred percent. Uh, Beathard nine for 18, 94 yards and a touchdown, but this was an ass whooping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fitzpatrick had touchdowns to miles Gaskin. Uh, they ran the ball really well in this game. Preston Williams. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, touchdown through the air to Preston Williams to Devonte Parker in this game. Also to Adam Shaheen in this game and one touchdown on the ground with miles Gaskin. But this was an ugly ugly affair for the Niners, and I think this is the nail in the coffin for the Niners for this year, especially yeah, in that division, because the Rams are playing well. Yeah, I mean, the, well, the Seahawks are playing well. You know, I mean, Arizona's playing fairly decent as well. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, they're in last place right now. I, I really don't see them turning this around. Even with Garoppolo making return, they just had too many defensive injuries this year, and I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to overcome that. Now, when you see George Kittle at four receptions with 44 yards and no touchdowns, mm-hmm you know you got dominated because it's hard to keep him down like that. Uh, next up, Colts at the Brownies. The Browns. <laughs> the fucking Browns go to four and Ooh, one. Man. Rivers, Another good team uh, in your division. Rivers played poorly in this game, but even so, you can't lose to the Browns like this. You can't let the Browns win this game. Why not? Because I'm a Steeler fan. <laughs> then you can't let the Browns win this game. Oh, my God. Baker Mayfield didn't play particularly well, but... You know, 247 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions in the game. But Rivers, two terrible interceptions, no touchdowns, and 243 yards. What do you think about the Browns? Are they for real? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, they look good right now, Ben. They look, on offense, they look almost, I mean, they're putting up 30-plus points a game. I want to see what happens tomorrow. I want to see, you know, how they match up against a... Super Bowl contender because that's what the Steelers are. They're a Super Bowl contender. Uh, Eagles game, it was close, but I mean, you know, the yeah, um, it's the Battle of Pennsylvania. It's always gonna be a difficult one, right? Uh, but I, I'm really interested to see tomorrow's game. You know, I'm, I'm not ready to say that they're a great team or a good team right now. They're four and one, which is a very good record. Uh, but I, I still don't know what to make of them because they are the Browns. It's like when the Clippers do really well. Like, are they really for real? And then they just implode in the playoffs. Yeah, that's I true. I want to see if Cleveland is ready to make that next leap. 
Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Mayfield's not passing for a ton of yards, but they are moving the yeah. ball down the field fairly well. Yep. Uh, Kareem Hunt with a good game, a twenty carries for uh, seventy-two yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 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 using a lot of really interesting plays, moving moving Baker Mayfield around outside the pocket, which is where he flourishes. And I didn't expect as a Steeler fan to have to contend with a good Cleveland Browns team this year. So this is a little bit disappointing for us. Uh, we hope that we could, you know, have to deal with the Chiefs and the Ravens. That would be enough. Uh, but it looks like we're going to have to deal with the Browns, too. Mm-hmm. Sucks uh, for you, Ben. It does. We have the Giants and the Washington football team yeah, to worry about. That's true. Yes, the great division over and there. the Cowboys are there, too. Yeah, next up, we got the Giants at the Cowboys. Cowboys winning 37-34 to 34 mm-hmm. over the Giants. This game should probably not have been this close but the Giants squeak it out at the end. The Giants really should have won this game. Uh, Probably. But, I mean, you, you see how bad the defense is for the Cowboys when it's the Giants terrible. throw up 34 points. And how did you. that happen? I mean, how did the defense get to be this I don't know. There's a lot of big-name players out there, you know. Uh, but, I mean, Dak Prescott, we know what happened to him. Andy Dalton comes in 9 of 11. For 111 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. There are a lot of Volkswagen advertisements on here, Ben. Are you looking at Volkswagen, maybe? Oh, maybe. (laughs) Sonia might be shopping for a Volkswagen on our other computer. I don't recommend it. (laughs) They're pretty shitty cars. Definitely not. Uh, ESPN website definitely has a lot of commercials. That's what I was was afraid there's going to be a whole bunch of audio. That's why I like using that clean website that I was using before. Uh, But Daniel Jones, 20 of 33 for 222. 6.7 yard average, no TDs, no INTs in the game. Uh, Devontae Freeman, Devontae Freeman, not a particularly good game, but a touchdown on the ground. Uh, You know, what do you think about the Giants? I mean, how do they put up? I mean, I guess it's it's the Cowboys. That's why they put up 34 points. I would think so. They go to 0 Because, I mean, they've they've scored what? On average, nine points a game? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, mean, and then to put up 34 points against the Cowboys, that really just shows how bad their defense is. In that last drive, Daniel Jones had a chance. Mm-hmm, I mean, he mm-hmm. had a chance to come back and make this a game and potentially take the Giants over the top, but it was not to be. Uh, next, oh, Ooh, this was Ooh, a Eddie. crazy exciting game. What a game. Vikings. Always a game with the Seahawks. Oh, my Must God. watch TV. The Vikings at the Seahawks. Look out. He's going to fire inside. Reaching up. Making a catch. Does he hang on? He does. It's a touchdown. <laughs> It's a touchdown Seahawks, and it's Metcalf who reaches up and makes the catch, crossing the field, making the catch in the middle of the end zone, and Russell finds him and throws a dart. And we all wait. Yeah, and I didn't think he actually caught that ball at first. I, I mean, yeah. but I should have just assumed that he did. He dropped the ball on the play before that. Yeah. And he just comes down with that huge catch. And even on, that was the second fourth down play on that drive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. The other one where he lost the ball. And also, Ben. Now, looking at this game, we were texting back and forth. Would you have gone for it on that fourth down play for the Vikings? Yes. On the other side of the field? I would not yes. have. I, I mean, I would have kicked the field goal. I think that was a stupid decision by the Vikings to go for it on fourth down. Because if you if you just kick the field goal, you're up by eight. You're up by eight. That means the Seahawks have to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion. So even if they uh, score a touchdown, you still have a chance to well, defend that two-point conversion, which they didn't convert. After that touchdown by DK Metcalf to try to put them up yeah, by three, true. they didn't need so, to. They didn't need to. They didn't. So, well, they didn't. They didn't. Not necessarily. They didn't need to, but obviously it would have. You know, made it a three point game, a one possession game. 
Uh, well, it was one possession game either way, but at least to tie the game. Um, but but I, I thought it was a stupid decision by the Vikings to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, as bad as that defense was playing as, as far as stopping the run, um, you know, the Seahawks did it. That completely turned the game around. And I, I, I didn't think it was a wise decision. But I'll tell, I mean, I'll tell you why. I mean, the, 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 the Minnesota Vikings dominated this game from almost from start to finish. The Seattle, the Seattle defense could not stop Minnesota on the ground at all, all game long, could barely stop them through the air. Uh, I mean, I mean, Minnesota put up seven points in the first quarter, six points in the second quarter, uh, another six points in the third quarter, and another seven points in the fourth quarter. But they just could not stop Seattle all game long, it was a yard. I think it was fourth and I want to say it was, it was fourth and one. It was fourth and one, yeah. You know, they've been running the ball great all game long. Uh, given the game situation, I agree with the play call to go nope. for it there. You kick it, you make it eight. Yeah, but it's yeah. still Russell Wilson on the Doesn't other side matter, of that ball. But you can only tie the game. You can't win the game by going for it on fourth but down. But you can end the game. You could. With a first down. And or, they were running all over him that game. Or you Madison, can, or you can Madison lose the game. had 112 yards. Dalvin Cook had 65 yards. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It takes that one play. The Seahawks made it. I mean, they stepped and up. I, I mean, Seattle defense stepped up. But did, I expected but you, did nothing you think less. the Seahawks were going to win that game in I the fourth quarter? I told you. I told you they were. I even did texted you. you, did, you I said, you thought this even, is scripted. It's always scripted with the Seahawks. Even when it was fourth and one, you thought the Seahawks were going to win that game. I, I, Before the decision was I, made to, to go for it. And I texted you. I said they should kick a field goal right there. They should kick a field goal, make an eight-point game, because the Seahawks can't win it. The Seahawks can't win if it's an eight-point game. They can only tie it at best, and then you go into overtime, and then you see what happens. Yeah, and Russell Wilson had played poorly. All I mean, for the let's just talk honestly. I mean, Wilson, two hundred seventeen yards, three TDs, and an interception. Uh, that's horrible for three touchdowns. But he did yeah, not he play, play well great. most of that game. Even in that final drive after the after they missed on that on that fourth and one running play. I mean, the 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 big play down the field, to, down the left sideline to to Metcalf. That ball was way underthrown. Yeah. Mech, I mean, the balls were slippery. They were they were off. They were off. I mean, he had a bad game. It was Wilson did. Yeah. And that and that. I mean, maybe it speaks to how good the Seahawks team is because even Wilson Wilson can have a bad game, and they could still end up with a victory. Mm-hmm. But he did not play. I mean, even the the pass to Metcalf that he dropped. Yeah, he probably should have caught it. But there were a lot of bad throws during that drive, and you know, throughout most of that game. Uh, but that catch and I mean it, it it was it just I don't even know what to say like mm-hmm. as, as a as a the husband of a Seahawk fan I mean I tend to take Steeler losses a little bit better than my wife does uh, take Seattle losses I mean that was there were tears I mean she was crying at the <laughs> well, end of that game there's tears every game for, but for, that for, this was the this was one of the worst examples this was green bay getting the onside kick yeah, yeah. yeah i mean this was insane there is no way that the seahawks even if they miss the field goal even if they don't get the fourth down there's no way the seahawks should have come back in this game and won. the way you. they were playing I no told way you. wilson played like shit most of this game that's Doesn't just matter. that's just how it, that's just the truth i was not even worried at all but he threw he threw metcalf open in that on that end zone play you know threw the ball let him with that pass so the defender couldn't get a hand on it uh, it just you know metcalf had dropped the ball earlier in the game too Seahawks football must watch football, but that's it, this is this game was insane. It was no, this is a fun. I mean, every game that they played, but this was a, this is this like game the third, was insane. This was the third game in a row that has just been exciting to watch for the Seahawks, and it seems like year after year they just you know put on these these games that should be out of reach for the other team or out of reach, even reach for them. They to scored even come three touchdowns in three minutes. Yeah, in no, the third quarter. No, it's crazy. It's fun to watch. Uh, but I mean that shouldn't happen as a neutral it, fan. I mean, it's, but it's, they couldn't do anything. Yeah, they had zero points, spectator. zero in the shutout in the first half. 
They score three touchdowns in three minutes in the third quarter, and then they go back to playing like shit mm-hmm. again until the end of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And they still somehow win the game. Pete Carroll knows what he's doing. <laughs> but Kirk, motherfucking Cousins, 249 yards on 39 attempts, two touchdowns. Count them. And one interception, but this is a heartbreaking loss for the Vikings. The yeah, Vikings go to one and four, probably ending their playoff hopes in the NFC. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. If they were in the NFC East, different story. But in the NFC North, it's pretty much over. But if you the got... Seahawks were playing, you know, traditional Seahawks defense, I would agree with you. Kick yeah, the field they're... goal, end it. But they were running all over them this game. Yeah, you can't rely on that. Takes that one play. Yeah. I mean, and I can't remember who, I don't know who made the stop on that play, whether it was Jerron Reed. Yeah, I can't and, remember who it was. And exactly. they have potentially Jamal Adams coming back after this bye week. Jamal Adams will be back. They really could have used him in that game. But oh, yeah. Th- this for game sure. definitely showed how important Jamal Adams is to this team. Whew. That game, that game I can't watch these games. Yeah. With Son- I mean, I could watch them, but with Sonia, man, I, I, I'm afraid of what she's going to do. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what she would have done if they lost this game. Luckily, they don't lose very many of these. Yep. And it's and worst case scenario, they have one loss. Ah, next up Monday, we had a couple games this week. Monday charge. I mean, I'm out of breath. I know. Seriously, it took a lot out of you. But I mean, it's just watching those games. It's like if you're if you're related to or you're really close to a Seahawks fan, it really rooting for your own team almost becomes secondary to rooting for the Seahawks team because it is insane watching them. I mean, when you're watching them with a vested interest, it's it's nuts watching that team. Mm-hmm. It, it, Russell, it's Will, fun. It's it's it, but it's so emotional. I mean, it's well, so because Pete Carroll is awesome and Russell Wilson is awesome, and there's so many of these comeback wins. But there's no way you expected that they were. We, gonna, we, you did not expect them to wait, win where, this where, game. Where's that? Where's that Tom Brady music? That dramatic music that you play for Tom Brady? Because this is what they should play at the beginning of every Seahawks game. Because it's like as the world turns almost. There it is. It's a drama. It's a drama every single week with the Seahawks. It's like an episode. It's like Days of Our Lives. Like no, Bold of our and the Beautiful. Yeah, Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Well, it's uh, like a... They're kissing mannequins now <laughs> on that show. They actually have, they have the hair. <laughs> but this is what they should play before every Seahawks game because you know there's going to be drama. Yeah. And it's almost like a scripted game. It's, and it's, they always come back and win. It is a little ridiculous, for sure. For sure. Oh, my God. Uh, we had a couple games. Chargers, the Saints hold on to beat yeah. the Chargers on Monday night. That was a pretty crazy game, too. That Poor was an interesting Justin game. Justin Herbert cannot get a break. Even in the games that you think he's going to hold on and win, he doesn't through it. I mean, the end of this game was a heartbreaker, I think, for um, for the Chargers. But Justin Herbert had another solid game. Uh, 264 yards on 34 attempts. Four touchdowns. Four. Count them. Through the air. No, nah, Justin Herbert looks solid. Yeah, I just they they can't just grow up, quite. Yeah. I mean, hey, Mike yeah, Evans. No. W- I mean, Williams dropped that ball short. I mean, well, he actually ran a route that was short of the mm-hmm. of the of the of yep. the line to gain. Yep. All he had to do was run another yard deeper on that route. He catches it. It's you know they pick up the first down and potentially they have a chance to win that game at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh you know Drew Brees. Looks okay. 325 yards on 47 attempts with one touchdown and one interception. But what do you think about the Saints? Uh, what do you think about the, the Saints and the Chargers? I mean, you think the Chargers? The Chargers, well, could, the Chargers they look pretty good. I think they're going to be better next year. You know, you know, this is a really good start for Justin Herbert, what he's done so far. I mean, I've been very impressed. I've been impressed with Joe Burrow, but 
you know, uh, Justin Herbert, the way he stepped in um, after the team tried to kill their other starting quarterback. Uh, you know, I, I, I think he's done a very good job. <laughs> try to kill <laughs> They try to murder uh, Tyrod Taylor. need a large bore needle, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> try to, like, inject him with a sword. I don't know what it was like a, a katana. Yeah, give me, give me, give me five amps of epi and a large bore needle, please. <laughs> Drill it. In. <laughs> I don't know what they no, were fuck doing. Fuck the cortisone. I, I, I don't know what the hell that doctor was thinking. Is um, that a Dewalt? Yeah, give me the Dewalt. <laughs> Husqvarna. <What is> <laughs> the, the Milwaukee. Give me the Milwaukee. Uh, no, but I mean, I, I've been really impressed with Justin Herbert. I mean, he he looks. Um, uh, I mean, he, he looks like he's been doing this for a while now. You know, I mean, he's he looks like he's, he's an, all grown he's, up. He's, he's an experienced quarterback. I mean, there's still going to be growing pains, obviously. And, and a little you know, oxy the, the on his face for the pimples, you know? <laughs> right? No, but I, I think they'll be better next year. Obviously, this is you know, it, it, it's it's um, it's good to get your feet wet this way. You know, You're you just definitely get, wet. You get kind of forced into action, and 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 uh, he's definitely performed very well. Yeah, I mean, I just that fourth down play. I mean, you got. I mean, Williams has got to run a better route than mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he yeah, just that has to. like a painful tackle. I mean, that. I mean, yeah, his, his knee got wrapped under him. That was. I thought he maybe tore an ACL or something. But it was. It was also a very he's good not, tackle. But he's by, not. Uh, you know, he's not. Uh, you know, George Kittle. He's got to yeah, get yeah. to the line to gain. Yep. You no know? yak. You know, there's no, no yak there. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was, was a heartbreaker because I think if he had just run a little bit deeper route there, he still would have been open and they, and they would have picked up the, yep. the, the first down there and potentially, if only potentially there was a, at least tied again. If only there was a yellow line on the field. <laughs> if yeah, only they, they could start, see what we can see. Yeah, but, but, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Saints go to three and two. Uh, probably not where they'd like to be sitting right now, but pretty healthy in that division. Uh, last game, the Titans just eat. Just yeah, this ass. was a shocker. This Whooping. was a shocker. I mean, Tennessee looked like they were rested in this 42 one. 42-16. to 16. And Henry with the play of the game. Oh, crazy, crazy game. I mean, what did, who was it? Uh, Josh Norman? Uh, yeah, I that think he so. Just, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean in fairness, so I mean, he, it's mostly physical. I mean, it was that was almost that was probably better than the the one from a couple years ago with yep. Vance McDonald and the Steelers, where he just fucking leveled. Yeah, the guy. no, this was way better. He just put. He, I mean, he was. I think he, he left his feet. He was sideways in the air. Yeah, I, I mean, he left like, his feet. He didn't just leave. I mean, he ended up sideways in the air, and there's been so many good memes about that. It's been it's it's it's. But it's, Tredavious White, not I feel in this bad game. for the guy. Uh, secondary little little light in this game. He's got his manhood taken away right there. Oh. I mean, I, I don't know he, he could return to the football field. I after mean, that. he's a beast. I mean, it, a lot of it's just his physical size. The reaction from the sideline yeah. was was hilarious. Oh my god! But did you expect? I mean, forty-two to sixteen. Tennessee Titans did not practice. Yeah. In person, I but mean, it was all virtual. Rested. You know, he got a couple weeks off from breaking the rules, and you know, Buffalo Bills. They just got. I mean, they just got their asses beat mm-hmm. down. Tannehill, mm-hmm. not a particularly, you know, very efficient. It was an efficient game, but not a ton of yards. Hundred ninety-five yards, three count them, three touchdowns. But Josh Allen with two interceptions and two TDs on two hundred sixty-three yards. But Allen did not look good in this game. Mm-mm. I mean, he's got the receivers. Everybody was healthy, with the exception of the secondary. It had you know a couple injuries in the secondary. Uh, but Henry with two TDs on the ground. AJ Brown with a touchdown through the air for Tennessee, and Janu Smith with two huge touchdowns through the air. Uh, TJ Yeldon with a touchdown through the air, and Isaiah McKenzie for the Bills. But th- I did not expect this. I mean, is this a wake up call for the Bills? Are the Bills not as good as we thought they were? I want to sound now. I'll sound like the Pick Six podcast. Are the Bills good? Are the Titans good? Are they? I don't, are this, I don't, is this team good? I, I think it might have just been a bad week for the Bills. I mean, the Bills. You know, they're. I mean, they they were very impressive at four and zero. 
you know, I, I just think they, they ran up against a more rested team. I mean, you know, when Josh Norman gets lifted up in the air like that, I mean, you know, it's, it's, Derek Henry's been sitting around for a little bit. That's true. But I mean, this is, this is, this is a ass whooping. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. That's the last game of the week for this week. We're going to go through our, what actually Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our week five picks. All right. We're going to be right back with our week five picks. All right, and we are back with our week five picks. Is it week five or week six? Week six. Week, week six. six picks. Ben. Sorry, <laughs> week six. We've picks. been saying week five. It is week six. And we already, were, can you believe it, Ben? I actually can't believe yeah. it. And we've gotten through this without much of a hitch. I mean, yeah, I know well, Atlanta. There was a little question maybe, about the Atlanta maybe game. Maybe update the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that. Oh, you hear this shit? <laughs> you hear this shit? I, I painstakingly put this agenda together. Not painstakingly <laughs> when it's still week four and week five on there. <laughs> That's true. That is fair enough. It's not like I don't put any work into the my feelings are you were a little off bit this, you were off my this feelings week. are a little bit hurt. <laughs> you were off right this now. week, Ben. That is true. That if, is if you worked this entire week and you made that mistake, then I would say okay. All right, fair enough. Next if I week, see this shit next week, Ben. Okay. <laughs> next week it's gonna say week six recap and week seven picks on here. Uh we're trying to get through these games as quickly as we can since we're running a little bit long. Yeah. Uh first up, Texans at Titans. All the games are in the morning. Yep. Yep. Who do you got? In this one, I don't know. I mean, the, the Titans, the way they played this past week and the way the Texans played this past week, whether it was week four or week five, I'm not even sure anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I you know it's it's really difficult to say. I mean, um, I'd have to say the Titans. I mean, the Titans. I think they're gonna roll with it. And they're gonna win this one. All right, I'm just gonna go into. I'm gonna go into. <laughs> You're the gonna documents. go into it right now. You're gonna go into. Right I'm gonna now. go into the documents. So it'll be. Uh, oh, I wait. Why does yeah. it say week five and week six? Yeah. See, wait. I must have printed yeah, it. I, know, yeah, I must have yeah. printed it too early. So we're gonna go week six here, <laughs> and week seven there. Thanks, Ben. And I'm gonna make sure that that'll be accurate for next week. Oh my goodness, the grief that I take on this show. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Texans in this game. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think the Bills. Think Romeo Cornell. The Bills had a down game. I think Romeo Cornell. I think they're gonna play hard for this guy. Uh, Deshaun Watson is the better quarterback in this game. Uh, obviously, Tannehill's a little plucky, but I'm gonna take the Texans in this game. Uh, next up, Ravens at Eagles. Ravens. I'm gonna take the Eagles in this game. I, still I think the, I think this is the Eagles moment to turn this season around. Yeah. Lamar Jackson is yeah. not playing as well as you know he did last year. And no. I think the Eagles have but a the chance. But the Eagles aren't playing as well as they did last year. They, they played crappy last year. That's um, true. But I think the, I think the Ravens are not all they're cracked up to be. Um I'm going to go ahead and pencil in a 1-4 one, and 1 start for the for the Eagles. <laughs> okay. Uh next up this is a big game. Falcons at Vikings. Big game for both of the coaching staffs here. Yeah, it is. I think the Vikings, I mean, they played really well. Actually, the last couple of weeks, they played really well. Um, you know, I mean, they, they, if they kick the field goal, they may have won that game. Uh, but I see the Vikings winning this one out. Yeah, much like I cannot pick against Bill Belichick, I cannot pick on the Falcons. I'm going to take the Vikings in this game. Uh, next up, Brownies Ooh, at the Steelers. Man, Playing in Heinz Field, at least. They are, but it's it's your division. It's your team. What do you think? I'm going to take the Steelers. Yeah. I, I can't not take the Steelers yeah, in this game. I, it's it's, it's still one. Baker Mayfield. It's going to be a tough one. I'm going to choose the, the Steelers. The poor man's Russell Wilson. 
I'm going to choose the Steelers uh, because of Roethlisberger, because of Tomlin, and it's going to be a close one. I see them winning by a field goal on this one. I mean, this this is uh, this is the game where, where Roethlisberger is going to start really throwing the ball down the field. Haven't done a lot of that this year mm-hmm. so far. Uh, a lot more safe passes, shorter passes. I think this is the game where Roethlisberger is going to air it out, and we're going to have to to stay in this game. Uh, next up, Bengals at Colts. I'd say Colts. Yeah, I think by default we're going to take the Colts here. Yeah. Uh, next up, Lions at Jaguars. That's, I mean, it's not an exciting game, but it's yeah, a hard game to pick. I'd say Lions. Oh, they're playing at Jacksonville, that home field advantage down in the dirty, dirty. I'm going to take the Jags. I'm going to take the Minshews. I, I just think this Lions team can't get out of its own way. doesn't matter who they play. I, I, I feel badly for Matt Stafford, but I, I, I just don't see the Lions winning this game. Next up, Bears at the Panthers. The Fighting Foleses <laughs> against Bridgewater. I mean, this is an interesting actually, matchup, both, actually. I know. Both these teams have been more impressive than yeah. I thought they would be. I mean, I, I, I thought they would both be maybe at 500 right now. Maybe the Panthers, maybe not even at 500. Yeah. And, uh, you know, three and two, four and one, you know, pretty good records for both teams. I just i am still not a believer in the Bears. I know. And I, I mean, don't, as, I don't, as the I CBS don't podcast will say, are the Bears good? Are, are the Bears good? And I don't know if think good? about the Panthers right now either. Uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater has impressed. Uh, it's a tough one. If I had it, if I had to bet on this game, you have to. I would give the edge to the Panthers. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think the Panthers are bona fide. I think there might be a seven seed in this, in, in or could, even a six seed. Could potentially, yeah. In the NFC. I think the Panthers are for real. They got a great quarterback. They got a lot of young talent. Robbie Anderson is balling out, and they got a nice young coaching staff. And, you know, I think Teddy Bridgewater probably, probably, as we sit here today, the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Five straight wins for the Saints last year in Drew Brees' absence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Panthers are going to win this game. Unfortunately for Nick Foles, probably pretty handily. Uh, next up, an exciting, a barn burner, the Washington football team at your NFC East, New York Giants. I think the Giants are going to win the first game this year. <laughs> I, I don't uh, even know the, what to say about uh, this game. I honestly uh, don't know what to say about this uh, game. I'll just choose the Giants. Uh, not knowing enough about Joe Judge. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, both teams are bad. I'm just going to say the better coach is going to win. Ron Rivera is going to win this game. The Washington football team is going to win this game. Just because I, I don't, Joe Judge has not impressed me, and neither has Daniel Jones. So I'm just going to go with the better coach at, at this point. Uh, next up, Broncos at Patriots. Cam Newton allegedly going to play in this game. Drew Locke allegedly could play in this game. This is an interesting matchup if Newton is not 100%. If Newton plays, I'd say the Patriots win this game. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna bet on I'm, Bill Belichick for a change. I'm not gonna bet against him. I've I've learned my lesson. All right, I'm gonna take the Patriots in this game as well. The Broncos, even with Drew Locke, I just think that offense is not clicking quite yet. Mm-hmm. Next up, another exciting, exciting AFC matchup: the Jets at the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah, I'm not picking anybody that plays Especially the Jets. With the way the Dolphins played last week, I'm not picking the Jets unless they're playing. Uh, Texas Tech. Huh. I'm taking the Dolphins in this game. Sorry to everyone out there that, that deserves better if you're a Jets fan. Uh, the Probably the game of the week outside of maybe that Pittsburgh Browns game is the Packers 
at the Buccaneers. The battle of the chips on the shoulder quarterbacks. Yeah. It's it's Manning Brady 15. I'm going to choose Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in this one. Who I am too. I'm going to take the Packers in this game. I think the Packers are playing lights out. I think Rodgers is playing lights out with somebody just warming the seat behind him, making sure that his seat is nice and cozy, making sure his wife is tucked in at night before he gets home. He's rushing to get home. Yeah, I think the Packers are going to win this game. Buccaneers coming off a strange game where Brady didn't know what down it was, didn't play particularly well in that game. But the Packers are playing lights out, and it looks like Matt LeFleur knows what he's doing. Uh, I just think they're going to be outgunned at the quarterback position. Hey, Aaron Rodgers can make any coach look good. Uh, <laughs> not Mike McCarthy. He won a Super Bowl. That is true in 2000. And... Doesn't matter when it was, Ben. He still won a Super Bowl, right? <laughs> Doesn't matter. All right. Next up, another. This is an interesting game. No, it's not. Rams. Rams at the 49ers because <laughs> this this probably would end the Rams season. The 49ers. Or the 49ers yeah. season. Uh, I think their their season is pretty much already over. I think the Rams, I mean, there's just too many injuries for the Niners to overcome. I, yeah, I see the Rams winning this one. They're just, they've been playing good football. Yeah, and the Rams are surprised. I mean, they are a surprise team. This is not one of the teams that I expected to be competitive in the NFC West. I didn't expect the 49ers to be competitive either, uh, but the Rams are definitely outperforming my expectations. And I think the Rams are going to beat this, you know, win this game probably by a touchdown or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, this is a game, a put-up or shut-up game for Josh Allen. The Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills in the great Northeast mm. in western New York off the 90 freeway. Uh, sorry, the throughway off Interstate 90. Who's going to win this one? Chiefs. Are you kidding me? Why wouldn't the Chiefs win this? I don't see the Chiefs losing two games in a row. Uh, I'm going to go with my heart on this one. The Bills. I'm going. You think the Bills are going to beat? Yeah, I'm driving through the Depew toll barrier. I'm paying my toll, and I'm driving to Orchard Park to watch the Bills beat the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm going to JP or what is it? JP Bottoms. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to Molly's after this game, and I'm going to watch the the Seems Bills like fans celebrate with Buffalo. Huh, I am. I am. <laughs> All right, next up, Cardinals at the Cowboys. Take it away, Franley. This is a tough one. It is a tough one, actually. It is. I'm not sure how Andy Dalton uh, will fare in his first real start for the Cowboys. Uh, their defense has been terrible, and I just see Kyler Murray sort of running all over them in this one. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, he got there. I I see the Cardinals winning a close one. I'm going to choose the Cardinals. Hey, I'm going with Sonic the Hedgehog on this one. <laughs> It's going to be like that game from the 90s. This is going to be all over that Cowboys defense. They're going to be trying to grab them. You're going to hear a lot of whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, the Cardinals are going to win this game. It might not be a huge win because the Cowboys are going to score some points, but I think the Cardinals are going to take this game fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thursday night game. Giants at your Philadelphia Eagles. The uh, Eagles, short week. The Eagles better win this game. That's all I'm going to say. Eagles better win this game. They couldn't beat Washington. They should win this one. Should. You almost beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, whatever. We lost, though. Almost, yeah, but you almost, almost winning. Almost beat them. Almost winning is still losing. <laughs> that is true. But I mean, if you know, if you did, you know, if you go for it on fourth down there, yeah, the game might yeah, be over. Yeah, if sands butts, whatever, you know. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> it didn't happen. The Eagles lost. They're one three and one. We'll see what happens with Baltimore. They could be one four and one. If they are, they better fucking beat the Giants. All right. I think the Eagles are going to win this game 
and the game at Baltimore, and the season will be back on track with Travis Fulgham catching balls. Is Goddard? When does Goddard do back? Or is he? He can't be that much longer. Yeah, I don't, I, I, he might be back. Maybe he'll be back by this game. I don't know about Sunday, but maybe yeah. by Thursday. Once he's once both those tight ends are back at full strength, and Jeffrey is back. I, yeah, I, we'll see. I have a little bit of faith. I have more faith in the Eagles than you do. Yeah. All right. Those are the games, the slate this week. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our tag team news hour, Thirst and Goal News. Oh, Ben Steelers. You're looking at me. Ben Steelers, yeah. my Eagles, and Sonya Seahawks. All right. Who do you want to start with, Friday? Uh, let's take a look. Who is first up on. The agenda, Ben. Yeah, I try to. Eagles are up first. I try to All switch right. these out All so right. nobody's feelings get hurt. You know, so it's not always the Steelers first. Or I mean, they could be the Eagles first, because uh, apparently no Franny, Franny is paying close uh, attention to the agenda. I've been saying the wrong and week the entire episode. The, 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 the you know he's paying close attention to what I put down on paper here. So you know I have yeah. to be have to much s- more meticulous. I'm going to start going to sleep a little bit earlier in the evening. Apparently, I'm going to get my bifocals and I'm going to get my night shirt. And I'm going to grab my computer, and I'm going to make sure that everything is correct. Uh, first up, Eagles. Uh, this is from the Delaware Online. It's time. It's time for the Eagles to stop relying on veteran players who seem to be dragging them down, either by their continued injuries or attitude or both. All of this was evident Sunday in the Eagles' 38-29 to loss to the Steelers. Wide receivers Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey can't get on the field, and it's time for the Eagles to move on with young players like Travis Fulgham, John Hightower, Greg Ward, and first-round pick Jalen Rieger when he gets healthy. Jackson has played in just six of 22 games since the start of the 2019 season, including the playoff game last January. Jeffrey has played in just 10 games. It seems as if the Eagles coach Doug Peterson might be leaning in that direction, at least with Jackson and Jeffrey. Fulgham with 10 catches for 152 yards and a touchdown in that loss showed that he can use his six foot, 250 pound frame to get 50 50 balls like the Eagles were counting on Jeffrey to do. Franny, is it time to jettison your old yep. laundry? Yes, your it is. shirts with the holes in it that you just <laughs> love to wear. I don't know if I have any shirts with holes that I love to wear. That um, go-to shirt in the drawer, that one that's like, oh, I want to wear that one tonight. Yeah, I don't have too many shirts like that. I really? Like, I, like I, like, new, I, like, I like brand new shirts. Like I want brand uh, new players for the Eagles right. because a lot of these guys are getting a little old. <laughs> Um, you know, we saw Jason Peters come back and he's already injured. And, and I mean, there's just so many guys out there that are, they're just getting old. I mean, even Cox is not the same player that I thought he would be. Maybe even last season, this season, Still he's serviceable. Not, yeah, he's, yeah, of course he is. I mean, Brandon Graham is also getting up there in ages above 30 years old now. I mean, you know, some of these guys are getting old. I mean, the linebacking core, we don't have any linebackers as it is. Um, no, they're really good at covering receivers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I saw this. I saw <laughs> that the last play, uh, in the last game, um, like but, James, young James Harrison out there. <laughs> No, but it's true. I mean, the Eagles are still holding on to these players that, you know, some of them were in that Super Bowl run. Uh, and it's it's time to cut some of these guys loose and, and find some new young talent. You know, and it's 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 time. Yeah, I agree. Well, that was the title. So you agree with the article from oh, Delaware course. Online. All right. Of course. I agree as well. Uh, Peterson just 2019 and won since losing offensive coordinator Frank Reich. Time to move on from some of these yep. older players. Or maybe players. get Frank Reich back. Uh, as a, what? Uh, oh, I don't think so. Coach? Oh, as a head coach? <laughs> eh, well, we'll see. I mean, if if Philip Rivers flames out <laughs> and they lose a bunch of games, but I think Reich is in it for the long haul. With you know, I wouldn't want to spend any time in an, in a room with Jim Ursay if it were me. <laughs> so I would certainly rather go back and spend my time with Jeffrey Laurie than Jim Ursay with a bunch of oxycontin floating around on the <laughs> on the on the passenger side of my car in the middle of the night. 
Uh, next up, Seahawks. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks love Dan Quinn. This scares me a little bit. They love him so much. Their thoughts are with their former Super Bowl defensive coordinator and his wife, Stacy, more than whether Quinn might return to Seattle. Asked Monday about the possibility of the Seahawks hiring back Quinn to their defense to their defensive staff the day after the the winless Atlanta Falcons fired their 50 year old Quinn as their head coach just after six and a half seasons, including leading the Falcons into Super Bowl at the end of the 2017 season. Seattle's veteran headman dismissed the idea. Carroll said, "Can we give Dan a chance to just kind of be real with it?" Carroll said. I haven't talked to Danny yet. I don't know what's going on with him, but we love Dan and all that. And let's see what happens in this world. I'm not even thinking about that right now, but I think the Seattle Seahawks are bringing Dan Quinn back. I know they got Kenny Norton there, but I think Quinn is coming back to the Seahawks in some capacity Maybe to try to capacity. build himself back up again. Uh, I don't know if I would. I don't trust the guy. I mean, just just, just seeing his track record with Atlanta, you know, just just don't even think about it. I wouldn't bring this guy back. He did win a Super Bowl. I, uh, whatever. <laughs> he didn't do that with Atlanta. I know, that, have. but that defense didn't look great out there. Oh, it. <laughs> for, uh, for Seattle. Although Jamal Adams was missing. That is true. Uh, next up, this this is this could be our second feel-good story of the night. Ray uh, Steelers. Ray Ray McLeod was at church when he got the call that the Steelers were signing him on August 21st. He didn't pick up, but they kept calling throughout the service. When he finally did return the call and found out who was on the end of the line, as Franny yawns over there. Oh, Mc- sorry. McLeod um, had it's, a... It's getting white. It's it, like, you, can't, you, can't, you can't type out the agenda when you're tired. Uh, <laughs> McLeod had a feeling that his... work today. This opportunity... Oh, Lord. He's like 30 freaking five years old, fellas. McLeod had a feeling that this opportunity was finally going to be different. McLeod had been a street free agent for the previous month after the Buffalo Bills released him for a second time. It's never good being an NFL street free agent, but that's especially true of someone who has been cut twice by the team that drafted him. It was at a point where I wasn't worried, but I was like, damn, I'm really sitting at home when I know I can compete with players in the NFL, just like Travis Fulgham said. McLeod said Monday afternoon, not being on a team was difficult for me. I just honed in on the moment and trained, trained, trained. When my opportunity came, I was taking, going to take advantage of it. McLeod is doing just that with the Steelers. He beat out Ryan Switzer. Thank God we got rid of Ryan Switzer and childhood friend Deion Kane for the final roster spot among receivers. On Sunday against the Eagles, he accounted for 123 yards on offense and special teams and also drew a pass interference penalty. I love this story. Mm -hmm. I mean, those beautiful, beautiful trick plays with him running up. I think he picked up 20-plus yards on that one play, uh, played well on special teams, and drew that penalty. Yep. Uh, this is a feel-good story. Yeah. Just like uh, Fulgham. We talked about Claypool last week, yeah. and we saw what he did in this past game. So, yeah, I know definitely a good performance by uh, McLeod. But, I mean, I know these guys are busy. I mean, I know the staffs are busy, and they're looking at their, their sheets and how other people are rating these players. But there are players like McLeod out there. There are players like Fulgham out there. And if you just put the work in, mm-hmm. uh, you don't get stuck, you know, like the Steelers have done with, uh, you know, you know, Hayward Bay, you know, <laughs> returning, returning kicks and punts uh, because you're just too lazy to go out there and find one of somebody like Ray Ray McLeod. These guys are out there. Mm-hmm. Let's give them a chance. Exactly. That's a feel good story, Ben. For sure. And Fulgham, too. I mean, that was. Yeah. I was frustrated yeah. as hell in that yeah. game. Well, I watching was frustrated him. by Claypool also. <laughs> That's true. But at least he was a, you know, it was essentially a first round pick. Yeah. You know, second pick in the, in the second round. I mean, you know, Fulgham was, you know, kicked out, you know, was cut yeah. many, many times. Uh, and Peterson saw. Well, somebody had. saw. Somebody saw. That's true. That's true. I don't, know, I don't know if it was Peterson, but somebody did. That's true. 
All right, that's it for the tag team news. Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of the week. Finally. And we'll get to it in just a moment. All right. Hold tight, everybody. All right, and we are back with our shot of the week, and it is a spicy shot, Ben. There is tahini on the rim of this shot, and I was trying to actually come up with a shot tonight for the undefeated household shot, Ben, because your team is undefeated. Sonya's team undefeated as well, 4-0, 5-0, 9 wins, no losses, unlike the Eagles, have multiple losses this year. There's some ties and one in there. Tie. Uh, but Ben, I mean, this is uh, this is a shot for you. It is a shot for you. I know how much you like these spicy shots, and I know how happy you are with the Steelers being at 4-0, and and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to put a shot together for Ben tonight. And uh, the, Thank spi- you. The, the shot tonight is actually called the Spicy Prick because it is concocted with cactus cooler tequila ooh a couple of drops of cholula ooh. and that tahini on the rim bed. ooh yeah this that is, sounds really it's good all for you <laughs> and here's a little bit of Friday's yeah. song in the background <laughs> and i actually also cracked open one of the beers that we are both a huge fan of Love drinking these, especially in the summertime. Frane was nice enough to pick up some Air Bocoron, a beer from Spain. I made found it. with Mediterranean salt water. I didn't know I'd find it, but I found it. And he found it at the Thousand Oaks. Thousand Oaks, Total, Total wine. wine. So far, I've been to the Thousand Oaks, Total Wine, Woodland Hills, Total Wine, Northridge, Total Wine. I think Northridge is still the best. Northridge yeah. has the best layout, but... But there was no more air book going on, but I was happy. I was so excited when I saw it on the shelf. I was like astonished that it was there, and I just took everything that was left on the shelf. There was only eight bottles, and I took all of them. Just beware, folks. I mean, it's got a lot it's, of head because it's made with salt water, so yep. it's, it actually refreshes and de- and re- and rehydrates as it yeah. you know as it gets you a little bit toasty. <laughs> but it's probably one of the best beers on the planet. And thank Frane so, so much for taking the time to find this and bring all eight bottles over here. What a wonderful, wonderful beer this is. It is. It is actually a very good beer. I love that little bit of saltiness that it leaves on your lips. Very good beer. Uh, It's interesting. It's just an interesting flavor that you don't get with anything else. Uh, But the shot tonight, Ben, this one's for you, man. The Steelers are 4-0. And uh, hopefully they continue tomorrow at 5-0. You know, Sun didn't have a shot. This would also be a shot for her as well. I mean, I'm sure she would also um, uh, be happy with that cactus cooler in there. It brings me back to my childhood, and it also reminds me of... You know, hanging out with Sonya as a child as well. For some reason, there was always cactus yeah, cooler yeah, yeah. in the fridge whenever, you know, I would spend time way back in the day when I was just oh, a little yeah. boy. Like, there was just cactus cooler just in there. It wasn't that long ago. It for was, you. It was a for while you, it wasn't ago. that long ago. When I was nine, 10 years old, that's about, you know, that's 25 years ago, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's true. That's like, yeah. It seems like yesterday. That's a quarter of a century. But yeah, just remind me tomorrow if the Steelers somehow managed to go 5 and 0, remind me tomorrow after the game and I'm going to mix one of these up in the kitchen tomorrow after the Steeler-Browns game, and I will do another one of these shots tomorrow if we somehow, somehow stay undefeated. But let's yes. give this a shot. Thank you so much for putting this together. Cheers to Love you, Love the spicy shots. Beautiful yes, orange yes, concoction. Let's try this. See how it tastes.
Oh, that's good. That's actually good. Oh, wow, that's good. Oh, I already started a little, little, little in my nostrils. I like Ooh, it. A little spice. And the tahini on the rim. Oh, tahini, it's good on fruit, good on vegetables, good, good on, on shots. shots. Mm. Mrs. Dash, go to hell. <laughs> tahini rules. Good stuff right there. Oh. And it's an easy shot to make. You know. There's a little little Cholula back in the bottom here. I got to grab mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Cholula is optional. I just, you know, I know, Ben, you, you enjoy the spiciness to the uh, shots. And I don't know. I mean, because I don't really like spicy foods that are too spicy. Mm-hmm. But, man, shots, for some reason, I've really grown attached to tequila and Cholula, tahini mm-hmm. with, you know, something, maybe a citrus or like the Cactus Cooler's got a little citrus mm-hmm. flavor. That's a really, really good shot. Even even though the the, the obviously cactus cooler is going a little bit flat, yeah. Um, but that flavor in there, mm-hmm. I mean, that is something that you could drink. And this is something you know. Usually all I'll, summer I'll long, at, I'll usually look at tipsy bartender. Or, you know, get inspired by something online. But this was uh, just something that I, you know, came up came up with on my own. I just figured. I mean, maybe it's a shot. Who knows? Maybe somebody has I'm put this shot. A trend. Somebody has put this shot together in the past. Probably, I'm sure. Um, but. You know, I, I just figured what goes well together, what mixes well, you know, and, and, and usually when you have that citrusy sort of note with tequila, with a little bit of spice, that usually ends up being a pretty good concoction. And that was pretty good. Yeah, I'm seeing a trend here, Fran. I think this is two out of the last three shots you yeah. concocted completely. Yeah. It only took 94 episodes. <laughs> From your own, you know. Well, right well, here it actually says 93. Yeah. But. <laughs> Wait, does it? Did I, did says, I print the wrong yeah, yeah, I just this this entire actually the the I actually just printed the actually actually the wrong yeah. agenda because the one I just opened actually is correct, so I actually uh, did change it. Uh huh. So the error was in the printing. That's what not it was, in yeah. the actual agenda. Nope, not making at all. itself. Uh, so I fucked up in one aspect. <laughs> uh, but thank you all so much, or thank you Frane so much for putting these shots together. He puts them together every single week 94 episodes and going Mm -hmm. uh he has done a different shot every single episode and we really really all of our fans all of our listeners please give Franny a shout out on instagram at thirst and uh you'll see the shot there and on twitter at gold thirst but Franny runs our our gram account yeah and Uh, and and it's not that good i don't (laughs) i need to post more and i always say that i just never really post i mean throughout the week i just never really even think about it just you know work and stuff i mean it's just you know i I do it tonight, and maybe tomorrow I'll post something, and then I just kind of forget about it. I don't know. And it just happens. I mean, some some weeks I post a lot more on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Other weeks I don't. It depends on, like, this week I was off, and I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to, you know. I think, actually think I post more when I'm actually working in the evenings or in the mornings before I start work because you're just sort of in that go, go, go mode. Yeah. Uh, but when you're when you're off, you're just sort of in that I'm off mode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't want to be bothered with with any of these things. Oh, a little! Uh, oh. We have a little fire burning here, and something a little cold just hit me in the. Not sure what that was. Exploded neck. in the fire. There right might have there, been ben. a a bottle in there with a cap on it, potentially. Uh, possibly, possibly. So you know, it's exciting yeah. here at the Thirsty Gold <laughs> Podcast. Uh, but front it on our Thirsty Gold rating scale of zero to uh-huh, ten of uh-huh. shots. Where would you put this one? I would say it's an eight. No, not the best shot, but a very solid shot. I'll give it an eight. In an effort to get more of these shots made for me, I am going to give this a 10. This is about as good as it gets. It has citrus. It has tequila. It has Cholula. And it has tahini. It has everything that I'm looking for in a shot. I am going to give this one a 10. All right. This is as good as it gets. 
Well, I thought the one a few weeks ago was also pretty good with the margarita mix and tequila. Also, same, you know, sort of. I gave it a nine, I think. I think somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, also pretty high rating. But this is also in an effort to try. I think this one actually would have been better if we had it right after it was poured, because then you get you know the 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 cactus cooler not as flat as it was and adds a little bit of bubbliness to it. I think I think that you know would probably be a little better if you take it, and it's probably a little more chilled too. Yeah, we'll we'll probably have to start a, a tipsy thirsting goal. Uh, instead of a or a thirsty goal, maybe we could maybe we could start doing videos like like tipsy bartender. Yeah, no, I like I'll, I'll, I'll just video I don't have you. The same accent. I don't have the I'll same, put Aaron uh, Rodgers' head on your body, and the, you just you, you could just I'll just shoot the, shoot you mixing the, it up that, in the kitchen. The same Caribbean accent. I don't I, I don't have that. Well, I mean, you have a different. Well, different, no, folks, where are you going to put this together? No, we're going to make I don't a know, ga- is that Irish. I don't even know that. And for some reason, think. we're going to make a gallon of it. <laughs> <laughs> like all the ones I see, it's like a gallon. I'm like, I don't, we don't need a gallon of this. Uh, but he does a he does a really good job. It looks like he does it in his own kitchen. Yeah. Well, it has a nice kitchen. I mean, he makes a pretty good living off that website, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. See? Just have a, a, have a, have a, a dream. Life. Have a dream yeah. and follow that dream. Drinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, he probably, if he drank all that much, I'm he wouldn't, sure he, he's gonna look, he wouldn't like, be so he, awake. He takes a sip. Like, he, he he makes those shots and he takes, like, a sip. And then he has his, like, some girl on there, like, you know, downing the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. And for I'm the sure record, we don't, you know, we don't drink like this every single night of the week. Just no, so you all know, not that. at all. No, no, no. Definitely, I wouldn't be, be able to survive. <laughs> so, uh, Franny, great shot, great, great shot. Mm-hmm. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week, and we have another rye. It's been a little while, but we've had quite a few on the show. I know, Franny. Sonia was opening the cabinet earlier. She's like, it's growing again. Yeah. <laughs> It is. <laughs> and we have the Whipsaw Rye Whiskey. Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us. I do. What made you choose this particular rye? I mean, the, the label is pretty cool. The bottle is nice. And I mean, there wasn't the like the Paris Hilton ratings. approach to uh, the Kim Kardashian approach to picking out rye. It looks nice. It's a nice looking bottle. I'm kidding. Hey, look, look I'm kidding. No, no, I know. But I mean, that's, that's sometimes what catches your eyes is it's a simple design, but it's eye catching. Yes, for sure. Uh, this is from the, what's the name of this distillery real quick? I know I have it here. This is the Splinter Group uh, Distillery. This is the Whip Saw Rye Whiskey. It's a remarkably smooth yet perfectly spiced rye. And I love the like the old-fashioned type print as if it came off a typewriter on their yep, website. Yeah, yep. Got a good graphic designer there. For sure. I mean, Franny probably did this website. No. A remarkably smooth, yes, perfectedly, for perfectedly spiced rye crafted from a blend of whiskeys up to seven years old and seasoned and finished in seasoned French. French I can't speak right now for some reason. <laughs> that, that, that Cholula is right on my tongue. Seasoned in French oak wine barrels, which previously held Bob Cobrell's Williams, Salem, Pinot Noir, and other luxury Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon. I think this is up from, uh, I think this might be in California. The mash bill is 76 point, or 76% rye, 21% corn, and 3% malted barley. The profile is extraordinarily deep amber color, aromas of a beautiful vanilla cream creme brulee, spiced candied fruitcake, bergamot, is that what that you say that, Bergamot? Uh, that sounds right. Banana, earth. Oh, here we go. Bergamot? Wood smoke I don't know. with a hint of Bergamot? black truffle. I have no idea. That's a weird word. 
decadent, complex flavors of citrus, caramel, and butterscotch, layered baking spices with a touch of ginger with a silky, smooth, lingering spice finish. Delicious in a cocktail, Whipsaw needs nothing. That's an interesting, uh, let's see. I think it's Napa. I think they're Napa. Let's see. Oh, well, this, this is their, all of their contact us. Let's and on the bottle see. right here, it says finished and bottled by Splinter Group, Napa, California. Oh, wait. A rye whiskey from Napa Valley. Pretty interesting, right? See, now you can get me to go to Napa Valley. Instead <laughs> of going on a wine tour, we can go on a uh, whiskey, whiskey tour. I get so fucked up. Yeah, actually. I mean, it's like, I, I would be tasting. I'd, it'd be just actual drinking. Yeah, a history of the distillery, just real quick. A casual conversation between the Wilkinson family and renowned winemaker Dave Finney sparked an idea in a me- to mellow whiskey in a seasoned wine barrels, thus the beginning of the Splinter Group, being both intensely curious and insanely competitive as winemakers tend to be. Uh, whatever. We set out to make the greatest whiskey uniquely made by people who make great wine. Uh, today, the Splinter Group Spirits is partnership between the Vintage Wine Estates, the Wilkinson family, and winemaker Bob Cabral. They are dedicated to crafting the best spirits around. Interesting. Okay. What do you have yours, Ben? I do. It's right there. All right. Perfect. I don't well, want to give up on the air book of rules. Cheers to you. Let's give this a sniff. Beautiful color. It is. It is a nice it's dark, a deep copper, yeah, deep copper color. Oh, it's got a nice spicy nose. A nice, it's like a nice a spicy wintry sweet, nose. Sweet spice. It's almost like oh, cin- it's deep though. Cinnamony. I mean, that's, there's a lot coming through on the nose. Mm-hmm. A little bit of burn. You get a little bit of a of a little a little bit of a bite. On you got to get yeah. the nose to hair trimmer and just trim yeah. all those nose <laughs> hairs out so you don't get any. You know, what is it? Uh, oh, it's forty-five percent. All right. What do you think of the nose? Definitely smells like a rye. It is spicy, but it's a sweetness to it. It's a sweet spice. God, I mean, this is really amazing to me. I mean, over the course of the show, like a burnt apple, almost like it's like a almost like a sweet fruitiness to it. What was the bourbon we had last week? Oh, the Noble Oak Double Oak bourbon. That's right, yeah. That was pretty good, too. And that didn't have as much of an... But that bourbon was really, really good. And now mm-hmm. we have a rye. And all of these things can be good on their own merits. Yeah. I mean, the smell is... Uh, I really like the nose. Yeah, I know. Well, let's, take, let's give it a sip. Oh, wow. Molasses... Spicy. Spicy sweetness, great mouthfeel. It is actually there's a little bit of creaminess to it as well. Yeah, you're right, Ben. I mean, it just definitely coats my tongue. Has a nice spice from entry to exit. Hangs around a little bit there at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, hangs around nicely. Little, Says, "Hey, I'm not leaving your house just yet." A little bit of spiciness and and the, oh, get a little bit of harshness on the back of the throat too, which is kind of nice. Uh, it is 45, percent so uh, you know it's not going to be the most smooth. There's a little bit yeah. of alcohol in there. You don't have to go home, but you can stay here. <laughs> but that's, it's good. I wish it was a little more complex than what it is. There's actually, you know, it's. I'm getting, I'm getting a little bit of the vanilla. I'm getting a little bit of the candied fruit. I'm getting a little bit of woodiness and smokiness. But the spice on the back of the throat is. I mean, that's is what nice. makes it. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice ride, but it's a nice thick. 
Yeah. Full body. There's definitely body in there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice. It coats the tongue. It is creamy. It, uh, you know, it wasn't, I mean, on the shelf there, you know, there was no rating really. I usually go after something that has a high rating. I just really thought the bottle looked cool. Um, but, uh, I don't know, where'd you rate this, Ben? Uh, well, we, we've, we've gone after some that have had, you know, some rice that, that don't really coat the tongue. They're not really that creamy. Mm-hmm. They have that spice and a little bit more harshness. This, one, this is a different, it is different. Yeah. Yeah. Has more creaminess than I would expect. Uh, it's got a creamy, nice spiciness. Almost, almost, almost I want to say pumpkin spice, but obviously that's not what's there. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the season. <laughs> I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you go first on this one. I would say yeah, I, would, I, would, I would give this. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to give it the same rating. I would give it a seven out of ten. I just wish it had a little more complexity. You know, it's after every sip, it's almost the same exact sort. I mean, there's not too many flavors there you have to think about. They're all sort of there, and they're gone. There's nothing really lingering, kind of making you think about what you're tasting. It's all there. It's solid. It's a very solid rye, and you know, for around thirty dollars, it is very good. Uh, but I would give it a seven out of ten. I'm going to give it an eight. Mm-hmm. Just to be a little bit different, but I, I'm 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 starting a new you know Ben rating scale. Would I drink this after the show? And that tells me that it's up there in the upper echelons. And this one I would drink after the show. There yeah. are there are some that I drink. I'm like, okay, this is good, but oh, Friday, just leave it there. Friday's it. gonna put it back in <laughs> in my house, and there it will sit for some period of time until we have at the end of the COVID. You know, times when we have a whiskey, rye, scotch tasting party where we have like 10 people over here uh-huh. and we just go one by one by one by one and get everyone's rating. That's actually something we should think about doing. I think me and you would be the only ones tasting. Everyone's like, yeah, I don't want to taste that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've, well, I've, your, your friend Alex, would he be happy to come over and taste like 20 of these? Yeah, I'm sure he would. Yeah, for sure. And we'll, uh, we'll recruit some other people. I'll just stand out <laughs> the corner of over by the freeway. Bourbon uh... and whiskey tasting. We might get the wrong kind of crowd, <laughs> actually, if you do that. Yeah, we might have to have some security that night. <laughs> so eight for you, Ben. A seven for me. It is a solid uh, rye whiskey, uh, you know, for 30 bucks. Yeah, just so you know, the reason I pumped it up from a seven to an eight is because of that, the creaminess and the and the really robust mouthfeel that ends with that spice. Mm-hmm. If it were a little thinner, sort of in the mouth, I think I would have been down to a seven or a six. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the night from Deutschland. Oh, you mean it's not the El Bocaron? It's not the El Bocaron. We've, that, we've one I give that. A, that one I give a nine. That one is a very good beer. I'm not, I'm not sure how this Koenig Pilsner is going to taste, but we'll grab that from the cooler. All right. Hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our beer of the week. All right, and we are back with our beer of the week from Germany. Ben, I'm sure you have some information for us. I do. This is from the, I'm going to give this a shot, the Koenig Brewery, traditional pilsner that's fit for a king from Germany. Looking back on 160 years of traditional brewing, the Koenig Brewery has a lot to be proud of. The brewery has called the town of Duisburg its home ever since it was founded by Theodore Koenig in 1858. As early as 1911, Theodore Koenig decided to branch out from top fermented beers and started producing beers with more elaborate Pilsner brewing method. Ever since then, the Koenig Brewery has been 
brewing Pilsner to the highest standards in the world following the German beer purity laws by using only carefully selected hops, special Koenig yeast, the best malted barley, and outstandingly pure water from a nature con- uh, nature conservation area. And this one is the Pilsner, or Pilsner, as it's spelled over there. It's Germany's first premium Pilsner. Koning Pilsner sets a high-quality benchmark for every aspect of its production. Life's important events and day-to-day moments of refreshment are all the more pleasant with Koning Pilsner. The brand has played a leading role in the German beer market since the 1960s 60s, and is now exported to more than 40 countries worldwide. Frane, what made you choose this particular beer? Um... It was actually right under the airbooker on. <laughs> so I saw that airbooker on. Proximity breeds. And so I saw that airbooker on. I'm like, uh, what can I get now? What can I get now? And, um, you know, I just, I thought the bot or the can actually looked pretty cool. It's, 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 it's uh, I mean, it's, it's, I want to say it's generic. It's, you know, it's, a, it's, it's a simple white can um, with some, uh, some nice lettering on it. It, it. it looks premium. It looks like a premium beer. Uh, I'm not sure how it'll taste. But um, it definitely looked nice on the shelf. Yeah, it's 4.9% alcohol by volume, 32 IBU, way down on the bitterness scale. And it's an elegant effervescence, and it gives way to a malty sweetiness. Franny, what do you think about this particular beer? I haven't tried it yet. Well, in terms <laughs> of the, the nose of the beer. Well, cheers to you, Ben. Cheers. Let's, let's see. Oh, the color is beautiful. The color is it's nice, clear, golden in color. I can't smell it. On the nose, it's it's a little yeasty. understated. Yeah, it's 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 uh, not a strong, not not too many hops. Definitely, it's not an IPA. That's for sure. Um, yeah, but like you said, Ben, it's very understated. It seems like a very not light much coming beer. through there. Only four point nine percent alcohol. Um, so yeah, not much on the nose. But let's give it a taste. Hmm. I. Would want a little bit more crispness. You know, there is crispness there. There is. A little bit more crispness. I would want a little bit more for Pilsner, but it's actually, it's a very easy drinkable beer. It goes down nicely. I mean, there's not much flavor there. It's just an easy drinker. It's It's very refreshing, actually. What do you think, Ben? I'm surprised that you're happy with the Christmas. There's a little bit on the end. I mean, it really is understated. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get much of a nose at all, if anything. Yeah, not much. I get a little bit of the weediness, a little bit, a tiny bit of hop. Mm, very little hop. Very little hop. I mean, it's very clean, mm-hmm. easy drinking. For sure, easy Especially drinking. fresh from, you know, from a can that was shipped from Germany to the U.S. Taste, you know, pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. I'd like maybe a little bit, bit more, more Christmas. <laughs> a little bit more of sort of a citrus or a pine or a, some some hop. It doesn't even have to be bitter. Just a just a just a tiny little bit of another hop in there mm-hmm. that gives it a some type of a flavor note. On top of what it has. 
But it is. It's nice and crisp. It's clean. It's a nice, easy-drinking Pilsner. It's probably one of the better mass-produced European Pilsners we've had mm-hmm. in, in terms of its overall complexity. I mean, I, I, I like it. Not like it. It's I mean, it's nothing spectacular, but I mean, for what it is, it is a pilsner. I mean, you don't expect a no bunch dankness. of flavor. No, not no, no, no dankness at all. Definitely not from San Diego, bro. Definitely not, bro. Yeah, no, bro. It's, it's it's it's. I mean, this is something that you could you could. It's it's. I'm sure it's good with a meal. You know, it's easy to drink. Um, goes down too easy almost. I mean, you could you could you could get through that pint. Right there, pretty, pretty quickly, yeah. Um, and you know, I, I think that's what it's brewed for. I think it's just brewed for an easy drinking, you know, with a meal or just you know, uh, you know, a lawnmower beer, basically something like that. But it actually, has a little bit more flavor. There's some more yeah. flavor in there than like a Coors or a Bud Light or something. Oh, I mean, something that's, that is mass produced. That actually, um, there are some flavors there. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I do prefer more hop, and I wish there was a little more crispness. I, there's some crispness there, but I wish there was just a little bit more for a pilsner. And uh, you know, where would you rate this, Ben? I would want a little bit more crispness. <sighs> for what it is, for a pilsner from Europe, from Germany, that area, I'd give it a seven. Yeah, see, I was gonna give it a six. I just expected why why that low. Uh, you know, I, I just expected a little bit more from it. I mean, I, I tend to like Pilsners. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> because they're Christmas. Uh, so with this one, I expected just a little bit more. It just has something, though. It has no, no, something it's, that's no, it's, it's nice an easy about drinker. it. It's an easy drinker. It's definitely, it's it's nice. Um, But even as an easy drinker, it's got something that's a little bit little bit better than your typical. There's a little bit of sourness in there too. There's there's that nice little sour note right on the end. Um, But I just want just a little bit more flavor on the front end. You know, I mean, you get a lot of the flavor on the back end, but on the front, I want just a little bit of you know a little bit something on the front of the tongue. Yeah, you're right. On the front of the tongue, it's a little bit light, almost powdery without Mm -hmm. much flavor. Mm -hmm. But it's it's got a nice. It's got a nice flavor profile. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's above average. That's for sure. All right, Franny. I will give it a seven. Franny gives it a six. Mm-hmm. We disagree again. Once again. Yeah. Well, that's good. I suppose. <laughs> According to you, anyway. Uh, all right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is the betting corner. All right. The thirst and goal betting corner. I continue to win and continue to bet a bunch of money on the end of the season. Unfortunately, I just can't keep my winnings. I just keep barking them away at the end of the season. Uh, so we'll give you a few games. We've got the Bears at the Panthers. Panthers minus one in this game at home over under 45. Are you asking me? Yep. It's all you, Ben. This is your betting corner. Take it away. I'm going to take the Panthers straight up on a line. Minus one. And minus one ten. I'll just take. I'm going to take the Panthers. You know, right there in the minus one. I think the Panthers are going to win this game by a touchdown or more. Uh, any thoughts? Nope. All right. Next up, Detroit Lions at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Detroit giving away three points on the road at Jacksonville. Over under fifty four point five. Thoughts? Nope. It's all you, Ben. This is your betting <sighs> corner. I'm going to take the Jags. I'm going to take the you Jags do this more than I do. That's for sure. I'm going to take the Jags on a teaser. I'm gonna take the teaser up to. Pl- I'm gonna take the points up to plus nine. 
And I'm actually going to take the under in this game. I'm going to push the under up to 6.6 60.5 on a teaser. Uh, next up, Atlanta Falcons at Minnesota. Minnesota giving away four points at home to the Atlanta Falcons with a new head coach over under 54. Thoughts? Nope. Oh, this guy's killing me. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Texans in this game. I think the Texans are gonna surprise a lot of people. Uh, I'll take the Texans on a teaser, push it up to 9.5. Along with the over, push the over down to 47.5. That one, I think, is a nice little bet. Uh, Washington at New York Giants could not touch that one. <laughs> Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh oh, Steelers. Yeah. The Steelers are favored by one, three. I said they'd win by a touchdown. <sighs> I'm by, a, by a field goal, sorry. My heart is in this one, so I'm just going to tell you guys. I'm going to take the Steelers minus three. I think yeah, the Steelers are going to win it's by more. It's hard to bet on your own team because yeah. you're always going to have some sort of a bias on it. So yeah. for anybody betting out there on their own team, not the best idea all the time. Yeah, and I'll take the over 51. I think I think the Steelers are going to have to score 30 points to win this game, which means the Browns are going to be up there as well. I think you got two high-powered offenses. 51 seems a little low. If I was going to bet on anything, if I had to, without being a, a fan of either team, I would take the over. Uh, next up, I'm going to shut up on this one. Baltimore Ravens at Philly. The Philadelphia Eagles are getting 10 points at home against the Ravens over under 46. Only 46. That seems like a fairly low score as far as the over-under. 46 points. I would say the over in this one. I'm going to take the Eagle. I agree with Friday. I'm going to take the over in this game as well as I'm going to take the Eagles straight up. Plus 10. I'm going to take them on the the points. I'm going to take the Eagles plus 10. I think they're going to win this game outright. Wow. Cincinnati Bengals at Colts. The Colts are giving away seven and a half points on the road at the Bengals. Ugh, over under 45.5 seems low again. Man, that Colts defense. But they thing. only scored three points last week. Yeah. Uh, That's a tough one. Uh, if, if I had to bet on this, I would take the Colts on a teaser. With the under, I'd push the Colts down to minus 1.5, and I'd push the under down to 38.5, or 30, 39.5. Any thoughts? Nope, th- no thoughts. <laughs> All right, game of the week. Packers at Bucks. The this Packers could be a high minus, Packers minus one over under 55. Packers playing on the road at Bucks. You got, oh, you got thoughts on this one. I know you do. I mean, I, I see the Packers winning this by seven, at least. I think that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now it's time for real money. Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers minus one, minus 117. I'm going to take that and a separate bet. I'm going to take the over 55. I think this game is going to go probably somewhere around 62 points. Uh, LA Rams at Ninas. The Rams giving away three points on the road at Ninas. Over under 51.5. Franny, thoughts? Mm, 51 and a half. I don't know how many points the Niners could put up in this one. So I might, I might go under 51. And a half That's a nice one. bet. Yeah. Um, it's actually a really nice bet. Yeah, what do you think, Ben? I agree with the under, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take the Rams, you know, minus three. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams are going to win this game. It's going to be potentially by a bunch. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, j- Jets. <laughs> Can you bet uh, on a bunch? Jets, yeah, by a bunch. <laughs> but it's going to be more than three. Let's put it that way. All right. I think so. Yeah, I think that's a good bet right yeah, there. Yeah, I called my bookie and I said, uh, give me the Rams by a bunch. <laughs> and he said, all right, that's good. I got you. I'll come see you. I got you. I got you. Joey. Uh, Jets at Dolphins. Hey, Joey, Ben's got him by a bunch. Can <laughs> I get a Calzone over there? <laughs> I don't know why God, I miss New York. I miss Calzones. That <laughs> is for sure. You ever had a Calzones? Yeah, of course, man. Oh. What the fuck? Where, where, where did I come from? I mean, come on. Well, it's California. <laughs> Who I mean, cares? I mean, you don't know what you, I mean. You know what a Calzone is? I know, but you know they're not they're not as good out here. It's California Calzone. California. It's named after California Calzone. <laughs> it's named after California, California Zone. California. That's what I'm talking about. It's good. It is in the middle zone. I mean, yeah, between like uh, Bakersfield and 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 like the Central Valley. That's where they make. Them. That's what it make them. Calzone. <laughs> oh my God. Get over here. Come on. Jets and Dolphins. The Dolphins minus nine in the game. The over-under is 47. I don't know. The Dolphins can put up some points, but the Jets cannot. That's that's a tough over-under, but I see the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins, what they did last week, the Niners, they can do the same thing to the Jets. You know, I, I, I see them winning by more than nine. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I don't know if I could go with the Dolphins minus nine. Uh, the money line is minus 408. I don't care. I'll still put some money down minus 408. What the hell? The Dolphins are going to win this game. Mm-hmm. But that's the only bet I would touch in that game because nine's a little high. Uh, Broncos at Patriots. The Patriots are giving away eight points at home over under 45 against Drew Locke and John Elway in spirit. <laughs> uh, He's up there. I, this one, Is I'm anyone not, looking at me? I'm Is not, anyone looking at me? I'm Does not, anybody know how bad of my job I am? I'm not I'm sure. really bad this at my one, job. This one, I'm not touching this one. Yeah, I'm really bad at my job. Can they see me up here in the booth? Can they see me up here in the, in the box? Because does everyone know how bad I am at this? <laughs> Nobody can see your shifting eyes right now, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but that's got to be what John Elway is thinking up in, up in the box. Like, does anyone know that I'm terrible at this? I mean, I know that they're never going to fire me because I'm from here and I won two Super Bowls, but I am really bad at my job. Wait, did he win two? Yeah, he went back to back. I know he beat Green Bay. And then he, I can't remember who he beat in the second one, but it was, it was either back to back or it was two out of three years. But yeah, he won two. Right at the end. Yeah. Right at the end. This one's one. for John. I remember that one. This one's for John. I was, I was a little bit younger. Yeah, exactly. That's why when I said it was a long time ago <laughs> with my cactus cooler, it wasn't that long ago. I remember them beating Green Bay and Brett Favre. I remember that. Yeah, that was terrible. They should have won that game. The Packers, I mean. I love Brett Favre. Uh, Broncos at Patriots. And you hate Aaron Rodgers? Well, Brett Favre is it'd be so much more fun to watch. I mean, it, it's not even in the same universe. I mean, Brett Favre was like the guy that it's four o'clock in the morning. You got to work at seven in the morning and you walk by. Well, not four o'clock in the morning, whatever time it is, whatever time it is, you got to be at work in three hours and you walk by the game and Brett, and Brett Favre is there and it's the fourth quarter. You're like, OK, I'm just going to well, I'm going to watch this game. I don't care if I get divorced, get fired. You know, whatever it is, you're going to watch that game. With yeah, Brett because Favre. Aaron Rodgers uh, is a terrible quarterback. Yeah, but he's just not as exciting yeah, he is. as Brett Favre. Yeah, he is. No. Next. Uh, I'm going to take, uh, in this game, I'm going to take the over 45. Nothing else. And I think that's it. We got the uh, Cardinals. No, no. That's, then we're going into week six. Okay. Uh, wait. These are, are this, uh, yo, 10-19, Monday night game. Yeah. Cardinals at Cowboys. There are two Monday night games. All right, all right. Uh, pretty soon it's going to pretty soon sure. going to be like I'm a, not even sure because we thought there was two like uh, two Bills games two days apart for a second yeah. there, but that didn't happen, of course. Yeah, pretty soon it's going to be like Wednesday night football. <laughs> it's going to be WNF. <laughs> <laughs> and 
you know, TTNF is going to be ready like, for some football <laughs> on Wednesday night. It's going to be <laughs> that hashtag that Monday night yeah. intro back in the day when it was on ABC. Oh, that was the best. Dan Deardorf. <laughs> uh, I'm going to uh, Arizona Cardinals like Cowboys. Uh, Cardinals are giving away one point over under 55.5 on the road. I'm going to take the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cardinals minus one. I think the Cardinals are going to win this game by a touchdown at least. Any thoughts? Nope. Kill Not going to say anything negative. Kansas City Chiefs at Bills Monday night again. Of course, there's two games on Monday. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs favored at minus five over under 57 on the road at the Bills. I'm going to take the Bills plus five. Mm. Thoughts? Nope. All right. Do you have a fantastic five parlay or a sexy six parlay? Fantastic. Brian's like, we are going to finish this in under two and a half hours. It's it's pretty difficult. It was pretty difficult this week, and I wouldn't recommend anybody betting on these. Is it fantastic or sexy? It's a fantastic five. Fantastic. (laughs) And uh, so for my fantastic five parlay on the money line, I have the Rams, the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Vikings and the Ravens. Ooh, you threw the Vikings in there. I threw them in there. They've been impressed the last two games. They lost last game, but they were impressive. Uh, who are they playing? I forget now. <laughs> I forget who they're playing. But uh, Rams, Chiefs, Dolphins, Ravens, Vikings. Yes, I'm picking the Ravens to pick the, the Eagles. Oh, the yes. Vikings are playing the Falcons. Yeah, they're going to win. All right. All right. Nice payout on that one. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. To finish up the show, we have some housekeeping. All right, Friday was hell-bent and determined to get this under. Ooh, there it is. We're Two and a half hours, so I'm just going to start talking, you know. Quickly. I'm just going to start rambling on about Crystal Geyser water versus Dasani. I mean, Dasani's got that metallic flavor that you really All right. like. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, welcome and goodbye. Thirsty Gold Podcast. We are a show about football fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Please head to our website at thirstygold.buzzproud.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. You can get show notes that list and have links to all of the stories that we cover, especially the important stories. And it has links to all of the scotch, the rye, the bourbon all of the cognacs that we review as well. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe. Apple Podcast, Castbox, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Apple Podcast, and everything else. You can leave us a review. You can email us at podcasterstogoal at gmail.com. You can call us at the phone number that's listed in the show notes. And you can follow us on my very mediocre Twitter account at Goal Thirst. And on Friday's amazing, amazing postmodern artistic Instagram account at Thirst And. And you can check out all the photos that Frane takes as well. Frane, what say you about finishing up episode 94, only six away mm, from, from 100. episode 100. We're going to make as much money as Seinfeld. <laughs> um, no, thank you so very much, everybody, for listening. All right. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. 